thing going on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Man, you need more than 30 minutes. Yeah, I need a whole day. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it would have been for, like, RE Village, for instance. <clears throat> but, like, yeah, something something along those lines. Like, yeah. talk about the point of, like, House Beneviento or whatever. And then the second Ooh. part would be talking about, like, the rest mm -hmm. of the game after that point. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think that would be yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, sure. I, I was thinking um also uh as far as like having like those kinds of spoiler casts do we want to set it to have because i want to give you guys i want to also give myself time for these games do you want to do these like two weeks after the game comes out right it doesn't it doesn't have to be like immediately right week. Mm -hmm. okay um good good okay yeah yeah it gives us time also to like we like sink our teeth deep enough where we can talk about it in that length. Granted, I feel like if I play an hour, I'll have a lot to talk about. But uh, yeah, that gives us time also to like and gives people time to play it. And and it's like end game. Like, all right, it's been two weeks. We're gonna talk about it. I mean, it. <laughs> Horizon comes out literally the Friday, and then the podcast is you know that next day. So like, obviously, we we right. wouldn't be able to do that. But probably no. probably what I'm thinking is that like. Um, I will we'll obviously have to talk about it in terms of like scheduling, but like um, this is just like an example. Like we would do a spoiler cast on like I don't know, like a Friday night, for instance, and then the regular podcast, you know, the next day, something something along those lines. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. All right. We'll come up with a name later on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Macho, I'm gonna leave that to you. So let's see. Yeah. You got that covered. <laughs> the name of for the podcast. The yeah. For the, you did too. Yeah, for the okay. spoiler. Yeah, it could be like a like a subsidiary of the of the DualShock and Sense uh, umbrella, you know, like because yeah. uh, uh, what's their name? Like Min Max, they call it you know game clubs, and then uh, Easy Allies, for instance, they have uh, spoiler modes, and that's basically podcasts dedicated to like spoiling the shit out of uh, you know big movies or big games that come out. All right, I won't come up with something lazy and obvious like party chat or something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably that's probably taken. I, I go right, and I like I like push my paper saying party chat under the table. Yeah, right. Yeah, who's coming up with that? Yeah, like just <laughs> slip the note under. What's your name you have for us? Slip the note, party chat. I love it. Um, by the way, we are we are live. Uh, Mahmood, what's going on, man? We'll see you in the chat. Sure, bro. Um, yeah, well, can you check sound while I go tweet everything out? Yes, sir. All right, thank you. The Dual Spoil and Sense podcast. I like that. It has that has a, a, a ring to it. I like it. Um, Ooh, uh, Mahmood throwing those names already. Good. Know, <laughs> Good ideas. Put in the bank. Yes, sir. Mahmood, I'm sorry. We're not, we're not paying you. We're not compensating you for, for these ideas, man. So, uh... <laughs> Any any suggestion that that you give us, man, is is uh, that's that's free labor. Free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah. give him we'll give him credit, but uh, he, he he's just not getting we'll paid. We'll take all the revenue. We'll do... <laughs> exactly. Um, Pro bono. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Okay. All right, I'm checking. Uh, sound so far is good, and I heard when Macho was uh, was leaving for that bit, uh, he sounded good. So sound sounds good. Okay. All right, cool.
Sounds good. We'll see. We'll see how uh, Dying Light does, man. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have any problem. I mean, I, I have the game hasn't crashed on me yet. In uh, twenty hours of playing, it hasn't crashed on me. So nice, nice. I haven't really had any games crash uh, for a while out of the games I've been playing. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to play a bit more. Yo, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> this thumbnail, man, um, I, <laughs> I was, man, my mind was going crazy with some of the names I, I was, I was tossing around. Uh, yeah. are, we, are we good? I, I can tell. Yeah, we're yeah, good, yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, man, I was, I was throwing around some, some crazy stuff, man, uh, with that name. Yeah, you're wild. Are we talking about your thumbnail? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did that make you finally want to get a Switch, so? Whoa, Kirby? A Kirby? Uh, a a, a swallowing <laughs> mode in Kirby? Nah, Mouthful man. mode? Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I was like, he finally has his reason. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. That's, that uh, might be, that might be a... one of the reasons, but that's not the reason. Come on now. <laughs> One um, of the reasons he says. Guys, welcome back to the 48th episode of the Dual Shock and Sense podcast. Uh, a very, a very important episode, man. This is this uh, marks pretty much about one year since we've started the podcast. You know, I want to, I want everyone to, you know, gather hands. Uh, you know, gather, <laughs> gather around the the table like we're at Thanksgiving right now. And uh, I want everyone to, to share what they're what they're thankful for uh, since since starting the podcast. Uh, go go ahead, Walt. Go ahead, kick kick, <laughs> kick things off. For yeah. Us, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, please please don't do that. Man. Thanksgiving. <laughs> please don't do that. Oh, uh, guys, we got we got a we got a wonderful show uh, planned for you guys. Uh, like like I like I just said, it is the uh, one year anniversary of us doing this podcast, which is uh, pretty crazy. Um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, we, we made it this far, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to, uh, another year doing this with you guys. Uh, honestly, it's been, it's been really fun. Um, but yeah, let's get started with these intros. Uh, we got, uh, Walt, how you feeling, man? What's going on? Feeling good. Feeling good. The, the manga maniac, not too heavy on the manga this week, but heavy on the anime and video games. I'm grateful that I actually am being more disciplined by picking my, my hours in, in, in video games and school and, and managing well. So a lot, of, a lot of gaming done this week and can't wait to talk about it a bit more. Nice, nice. And we got Macho. What's going on, man? So on? Yeah, I want to echo what you were saying. So, man, um, for sure, this year has been... I'd say like every podcast that we have, whether it's on the Saturday or when we started before on like, what was it, a Thursday? Like yeah, Thursday some, afternoons. something weird like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's been a highlight of the week, man, for sure. It's been like a good decompressing, hangout, chill with friends kind of couple of hours. And uh, I'd say it's, it's, it's absolutely something that I've always wanted. So first of all, thank you for you guys. And uh, thank you again for dealing with me for the past year and for the next <laughs> year from the King of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy Fanatic. No, man. Yeah, <laughs> so... God, God knows it's been tough, man. 
Oh, <laughs> 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 well, that free advertisement square has been good, man. Uh, exactly. And I've only been slandered about Kingdom Hearts maybe like a handful of times, so I think we're making progress here. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm about to step it up this year, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, no, I'm doing good, man. This, um, let me tell you, guys, I've been solely addicted to one game that we'll talk about. Um, and this week was really for me like a catch-up week for a certain game because I've been playing uh, Trails in the Sky. I've said before that classic JRPG with like a really great story, but like and Thirteen Sentinels at the same time. But it's supposed to be catch-up week for those because Horizon Zero Dawn or for, excuse me, Horizon Forbidden West is next week. But man, this one game, this one game that came out this past week, I'm thinking of all my time, and every time I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. I can't wait to talk about it. And uh, that game is Sifu. So yes, sir. I, I, I will eat my words and say, like, uh, yeah, those hits don't sound like wet blankets anymore. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 I ate crow as soon as I as soon as I purchased that game and I started here. I'm like, oh, I like this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, ooh, I like these sounds. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Nice, uh, guys. If you if you enjoy the podcast, uh, go ahead and and like it, comment, subscribe. It all helps us out. Um, so yeah, we are, we're going to get started talking about the games that we've been playing. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kick things off. Uh, similarly to, to Macho, one game has, uh, you know, kind of taken up my mind share. Uh, it's not seafood, but it's, uh, the game that's currently on screen and that is Dying Light 2. I knew, I knew I was going to be addicted to this game and yeah, it's, it's, it absolutely came to light. Um, I've played about over a little over twenty hours now. Um, I'm I'm having a blast, man. It's it's a it's a improved version of Dying Light, and that's really all that I needed. Um, the verticality with this with this game versus uh, Haran from the original game is absolutely like the jump in in the verticality is absolutely insane. Um, I just love the possibilities of how you can string together uh, your parkour. Um, that feeling sort of like Spider-Man where like you can go long stretches of time without even touching the ground and it just it just feels awesome. Um, I love how like when you do string together like a series of parkour moves, um, Aiden, the, the main character, sort of reacts to it. Like he starts like talking to himself a little bit, like pumping himself up. The music starts to swell like it does in, in, in Spider-Man. Um, and I don't know, it just it just all feels really good. Um, I was having a little bit of trouble with it at, at the beginning, but uh, I feel like I've got a, I got a, I got a hang of it now. Um, you but... mean the parkour or just like the game in general? The parkour. Or him talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. The par- oh, yeah. him like, shut up, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the parkour, yeah, definitely. Because um, like, there's, there's certain times where like, I don't know, you have to time like, okay, can I make this jump? Um, how much do I actually have to press the jump button? Uh, yep. You know, th- things like that. You got a long jump and a short jump. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes you kind of miss some things. And, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was it was not tough to figure out at first, but you definitely had to, like, practice with it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really... I'm just enjoying moving through this world, man. It's, it's really fun. The nighttime stuff is, I think, even better than it was in the first game because I don't know about you, Walt, but... 
I barely engaged with the nighttime in the original game, partly because I was, you know, I, I'm, I, I get scared easily. I don't like that shit. <laughs> so, uh, you know, anytime night came around, I just like really just went back to bed <laughs> like immediately. Uh, <laughs> like get, get this over with. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I would force myself to stay out to find some semblance of like more adrenaline and more like more rush because it, I got to the point where I I was I had the best weapons I had the best uh, skills already upgraded I even had the so I think they they carry over so when you buy the following it unlocks another set of skills that's like mastery skills and I had unlocked I think nearly all of them so going through nighttime it was it felt like daytime it wasn't even like challenging so i would force myself to like like get three four five volatiles like around me i'm like okay now this is where I'm, now i'm gonna run towards the at the the building and try and make this challenging and it actually felt challenging but yeah here Oof. yeah here <laughs> here there's like there's more of an uh, incentive to actually go out in the night than i feel like there was in the first game um, Absolutely. There's, you know, uh, specifically, uh, and what's going on? Level up. Nice to see you in here, man. Um, there's, for instance, these sort of like dens, right, where mm -hmm. uh, they hold valuable loot. Um, you can go in there during the day, but there's going to be more zombies in there versus the nighttime. All the zombies that are inside those little dens start to migrate and they leave and they start walking around the city. So you mm -hmm. take advantage of the nighttime and go in there when there's like less zombies within these dens. Um, and if you go in there, you can, you know, scavenge around, you can loot the valuables, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's just one incentive of like going out, uh, you know, during the night. Um, obviously there's the nighttime bonuses that you get, uh, just from, you know, exploring, doing parkour and, and fighting during the night as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I find myself really, which I didn't really do a lot in the, in the first game, uh, just exploring during the night. And, um, I think that's, yeah. that's, that's really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, uh, if that's, uh, oh my god. Uh, well, I don't know if you've been finding yourself doing that as well. Um, I've been finding myself being more thoughtful and more meticulous during nighttime and yeah, daytime even. For sure. So with nighttime, you also have incentive. It's very apparent. So you see these buildings that are, during the daytime, they're filled with the infected. And you see them, like, like you mentioned, you see them walk out at night. And they have like great loot. Some of them have the, um, the upgrade points, the little devices. Yeah, uh, that's and, that's and a good that's point. Yeah, the the G it, the GRE sort of like the GRE um, stations or what? Many I don't know the if you've boxes. run into like the yeah the mini bosses right. They only come out mm -hmm. at night, and um you know once you defeat them, you have access to sort of like the like GRE containers or whatever, like you can unlock them once you defeat them. Yeah. And that's things that you can only do at night as well. Exactly. And, and a lot of these, this one of the smaller buildings, which have uh, the, the sealed boxes that uh, only Aiden has the key for uh, it, it's interesting because it, it balances out. You can either do it during the day where it's okay to be outside, but inside it's full. They're all asleep, but you have to be very stealthy. Yeah. And there's a timer uh for when you get i think that's when you get uh infected 
and then at night they're all outside but mind you you have to be quicker because once they find out you're gonna have volatiles on your on be, behind you and not only that one nice addition that keeps you on your toes is the the screamers i forget their name i think uh they, there's like one every block and if uh, they see you the, they're gonna call all the zombies around right the howlers or whatever the howlers yeah the howlers yeah. um and those always keep me like i need to be aware of my surroundings i can't just parkour like not like none of my like, you know, like nobody's business right right uh that's i have to be like okay don't jump there because he's gonna see me and there's a volatile around and i can't you know and I have to be very careful. That's a good point that you bring up the the timer, right? Which I mm -hmm, don't mm -hmm. remember if that was the thing in the first game. It uh, wasn't. Right. Okay. So uh, with this, you actually have uh, a certain timer. Um, you know, that's essentially how long you can stay out during the nighttime. Um, so it makes it makes things even more tense, right? When you're exploring those those uh, sort of. Uh, like zombie dens and you only have five minutes to to or even less than five minutes based on just how long you've been running around in the open world to actually explore and it makes it way more tense because you you can't just like sprint through these dens because there's sleeping zombies everywhere so like you're sneaking around uh you have to like all 24 7 be cognizant of your time remaining before you actually turn right you have to find sources of light to sort of refill your timer um so that's just like another like added wrinkle that makes everything just more tense that makes nighttime in general more tense and uh yeah i really i Absolutely. really like that that even like when you're fighting like the bosses that makes the bosses even more tense when you have maybe like less than two minutes to do so right um yeah so yeah i i i really dig the additions that this game has made um yeah it's it, it feels and, and, and it's ironic because this game, you have that sense of urgency at any given moment on you completing tasks and fighting zombies and getting loot. But the premise of the game doesn't it doesn't necessarily need that urgency at the beginning. You know, you have you're looking for a sister and whatever, but there's no timer saying if you don't find your sister, uh, you know, th these like militia are going to invade or this is going to happen. Well, in the first one, halfway through the game, you get the the news that there's going to be missiles uh raining down or a nuke raining down on haran but there's no sense of urgency there's no timer there's nothing <laughs> really making you like yeah, you know want to go forward it's that it's that classic uh open world uh sort of issue yeah i mm -hmm. to be honest i i really don't care about that stuff cuz like i would rather explore you know the open world at my own leisure but it's it's that classic uh, open world problem like for instance it's constantly like oh i have to find my son sean i have to find my son sean uh but then at the same time it's like oh okay but let me go help out uh you know let it's me do these over here right yeah let me do these these side quests right uh, uh, my son mm -hmm. can wait you know what i mean um <laughs> so it, it's it's right. yeah it's it's that constant thing with with open worlds that like they don't really find that balance of like you know prioritizing mm. the mission versus you just being able to go out and do whatever you want but at the same time i i would rather just you know be able to explore the world at my own leisure i don't really mind about that stuff but but right. i see i see and, what you're and, saying yeah yeah and i'm not asking for a, like a majora's mass situation with all my open games uh, right. open world games right. where you know you there's literal timer in the open world but more so where cyberpunk had this problem where 
the premise was incredibly like you had to get through that but the world at the same time didn't feel like was in constant shift and movement and in dying light 2 contrary to dying light 1 you had the sense of, for instance the the nuke oh people are gonna die but where's the people there's no one around there's barely any npcs around they're in the, all in the safe zone over here there's like little uh little post here and there there's people on the streets dying from attacking from bandits there's there's like breathe uh, there's a lot of breathing around the world there's a lot of movement there's a lot of uh, moving parts and that makes it feel like okay I have an objective there's a purpose well first dying light I get it it was the groundwork which was a phenomenal game but there was no it, it was more about gameplay and the barcore more than it was about the world if that makes any sense and this one it's both it's a nice blend of both I feel like um, how are you how are you feeling about the story the story interestingly enough so for me I'm enjoying it more than the first one from the get-go just because i have from from the start there's more interesting characters than the first one did at the beginning uh not to say you know we have like you know memorable de uh, generation defining characters but it serves as a as the driving force of of, of aiden and, and you getting through this world enough to where i appreciate it and i appreciate what the motives and, and, and the reason why these people are here i am enjoying it it's not what's bringing me back to the game but it is not deterring me for, from it i think it's ser it, serviceable but it's not i don't think it's forgettable but for me i don't think it's something that oh you know it's complete you know crap i won't ever remember this no i might remember you know hakon like hakon is a, is a quirky character that i am actually enjoying I might, you know, just like I remember Jay from the first one, I might remember Hakon. And I like that even NPCs on the side, when you interact with them, it like cuts to a little, uh, like, cutscene between you and, uh, you like accommodates Aiden to talk with this person. There's like actual dialogue. So I feel like there's more, there's more uh, personality, more substance to the story than the first one. Uh, by no means is it my favorite story out of the game to be frank i'm more invested ironically in the story of sifu than i am in this one but that's just of the way that it was portrayed with dying light i didn't i, I don't know it, it it didn't hit the markers that it that it i want a story to hit for me to actually consider it you know a, a, like groundbreaking or or just uh, super memorable I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say that I knew I knew I was I knew I was in trouble with this story when last night Ooh. I was I was talking to this uh to this girl I think her name is like Sophie or something and uh she has this bodyguard who's uh his name's Herman and uh I came I came up to talk to her <laughs> and Herman was sitting behind her and he he stands up from his seat kind of like uh like walks behind her and like over her shoulder growls at me and and sophie is like it's okay herman calm down calm down <laughs> i'm like i'm like oh man we're in we're in trouble here man because it was just so awkward man <laughs> like yeah. i was like dude i didn't even do anything why why are you first of all why are you growling at me that's not even like a real like human like um <laughs> reaction yeah <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like all right man um yeah so so yeah um it's goofy it's goofy at times it's, it's, it's goofy it's, as hell yeah yeah but it, but that's it's it doesn't take itself seriously. Like, I don't feel like the game takes its story 
like super seriously. Oh, like, I, I I would disagree. There's there's some really? people there's there's some people who absolutely do take themselves really seriously. Oh, yeah. okay. is is that is that the charm? It's goofy. Is that the charm? Nah. Uh, is that the charm? Is that the charm with with you and Kingdom Hearts? When, yeah, when no, it is. Yeah, yeah. When when Mickey Mouse gets uh, choked up against a wall. Hey man, that's hey, you like that. I know you kind of feel. I know you kind of felt like a tingle choked? when you saw that. Hey yeah. yo, you get oh. a tingle when you get choked. Hey yo. Um, hey, man, this, he said, "You saw this wall, man. This man got defensive. He immediately pulled out the Kingdom Hearts card. He immediately bashed Dying Light Two story." <laughs> hey man, I'm not. I'm not defending Dying Light. I'm the. I'm the last person to be doing that. <laughs> no, um, I was about to say. I was like, you just got growled at. <laughs> you got growled at. Oh, <laughs> um, boy. That's yeah, for stupid. But I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much my my thoughts on on Dying Light in general. Um, yeah. I'm I'm still really enjoying it, um, and I'm still I'm still in, just in the first area, so I'm excited to see. There's apparently a a whole city that you unlock later on, so I'm excited to see that. Mm. Um, I hope that there's uh, I haven't been able to unlock it. I don't even know if it's like a thing in this game, but I hope that there's like ranged weapons in terms of like um, I really want a bow and arrow because that was like my weapon of choice in the first game. Uh, so I hope that that comes back because I, I really enjoyed that in the first game. Um, but yeah, uh, also really enjoying like the progression uh, of the game mm -hmm. in terms of like skills uh, and, and parkour skills as well, right? Like you're like I'm just, uh, uh, you know, getting skills like uh, being able to vault over certain or through uh, certain gaps and things like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it it. it it, it all works to sort of like chain together your parkour movement so you're never you know slowing down or never having to like um i don't know readjust yourself in in real time or whatever um mm. so yeah it's 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 really cool um yeah. and mind you the first one the the bar was low with the story so just the fact that there's more going on i'm like okay I appreciate that they're they're trying with with different you know approaches to characters as as wacky as as it might come across, but it gives me more than just uh, it's fun parkour. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah that's that's uh that's it for me with uh, Dying Light Two. Really really enjoying it. Um, it's it's without a doubt like pro alongside Elden Ring and Horizon, it's probably going to be up there as like the the game that I spend the most time with this year. Um, but Macho, why don't you take yeah. things away? Yeah, um, before I get into Sifu, I'll kind of <clears throat> delve into a little bit of 13 Sentinels. I'm almost done with that game. Uh, it says in the story in, the, like, the fights, I'm, like, 70% done with everything. It really is pretty long. I'm actually rounding out to, like, 40 hours now in the game. Solid. And yeah, it's it's really good, man. The thing is, um, it's it the def the story is definitely uh, taking a lot of mm -hmm. liberties. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Is it's pretty complicated, but I think like once I start wrapping up everybody else's stories, then it'll start making more sense because literally just piecing together every bits and every moments you're going with through these thirteen different characters, um, and some connect to more than others. So sometimes I will jump from one character and then to another, and then sometimes those two character stories wouldn't really um, intertwine. So it would make things a little more confusing. So I think it's probably like the way I'm playing it where like I need to like play one character and if there's like two other characters that appear in that one character story, then I should go to those two other characters. Um, 
So I'm just getting through that, and it's, it's still really fun and really like interesting. Like I'm, it's I think what well, what's the developer wall? It's the Atlas and um, Atlas and Vanillaware. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Vanilla, they did. Uh, yeah. Did they do a uh, Odin Sphere? Dragon's Dragon's Crown, Odin Sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, what's yeah. the other PS Vita game? I forgot what it was called, but I know the one you mean. I have it in yeah, my mind. Yeah, right. I love those games. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, overall, it's really good. They, I think they just did like a really masterful job of like making this really deep, complex story, and just doing a fantastic job of like flushing out these characters and mm. kind of their motivations and kind of where they stand. And but we are getting a lot of this person was this was this was this person at first, but then they're actually this person now, and then this person transfers to this person's body. So like very anime. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's getting nutty. Yeah, it's very, very nutty. It's kind of hard to keep track of, but regardless, it's a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. Um, the other one is Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky. Uh, I talked a little bit about this. It's like a classic JRPG. It's way more story heavy than anything else. It's a turn-based uh, JRPG. So instead of having like kind of like Final Fantasy VII, you have your two opponents at the end of the screen. And you just select on like an active time battle system. You actually have a grid-based system where it is turn-based, but you everybody has to kind of move around to the opponent or around you, and then that's where you attack and do your thing. So I've been kind of just blasting through that, just getting through the story. I'm like halfway done with it. Um, I played it before, and it's a lot of fun, but I kind of want to play the whole Trails and not Trails of Sky, the Sky, what was it, the Legend of Heroes series this year. So I'm actually getting through the first one again, and it's it's really good. I think the writing in this one is a lot better than I remembered. And this game came out on PSP, like, oh, like maybe early two thousands, and it's still really good. Like Estelle, who's like the one of the main characters you're playing as, she is a funky, fiery beast, man. Like she she has <laughs> wits for days, man. And anytime someone comes at her, things like, oh, you're a girl, you can't be a warrior, you can't be a bracer, which is like their warrior, like their kind of like their mercenaries in this world or called bracers. So you can't be a bracer. She was like, oh, yeah, well, I will kick your ass right now. And then, like, <laughs> she'll go off. And then, like, her adopted brother Joshua is like, yo, just calm down, calm down, relax, relax. <laughs> chill, so, chill. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a lot of fun. And it's cool to kind of have, like, their coming-of-age story or to, like, revisit their coming-of-age story because the last time I played it was 2015 when was the last time I saw, my, like, my save on there. So. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. Great stuff there. I'm hoping to finish those up before Horizon Forbidden West next week. But, uh, yeah, just kind of divulging in my guilty pleasures there for JRPGs. But, man, the past week was Sifu. And let me tell you, this is probably one of the best games I've ever played. Hey, yo. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Right now, I, I I don't know if you guys have been following my Twitter, but I've, I've been hyping this game up. I got the platinum for the for the game last night. Damn the platinum! Um, I got yeah. the platinum. Damn. I went I went full beast mode on Sifu. Point oh five percent. Yeah, I'm I'm the point five percent gang right now. Um, yeah, I got the platinum on PS5 last night. I'm currently playing it right now to get the PS4 platinum. That's how much I like this game. Nice. Uh, so what what really like kind of switched my gears on Sifu was one of the, re- the reviews when they came out I actually listened to a couple of my most trusted reviews on from online so mostly uh, Angry Centaur Gaming ACG he does really good in-depth reviews 
especially when it comes to music and gameplay and stuff like that and atmosphere. I love how the way he talks about games. And uh, basically what kind of like rounded out my thoughts on it was that this gameplay is a lot more complex and a lot more um, intricate than what appears to be, which in my opinion, the trailers didn't do a really good job of showing you how like how much this gameplay was really going to be like really complex. So once I saw the reviews, I actually picked it up on um, Sunday on PC just to try it out. And I couldn't stop thinking about it afterwards, man. Like I played a couple of hours and I was like, dude, I, I have to I have to play this game. Like, I have to play it now. Like, cause I cannot stop thinking about it. I got to the club, and I was like, dude, like, what if I did this, that? What if I did this kind of combo? What if I entered it in this room first? Like, what would happen? Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I was completely enamored with it. So I picked it up on Tuesday, dived deep into it the past week, and I I think it's amazing. The combat is like a fighting game. You have to approach it like a fighting game. You can't approach it like a regular hack-and-slash action game, or else you're going to get mopped. 100%. <laughs> you have to go in, you have to remember your your combo attacks, which you know can vary from square, 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 triangle to down-up triangle to for, for different uh, reasons. Um, and everything, every kind of move, like everything is thoughtful and intricate, and you have to go into the mindset of like, all right, I had to play mind games with my opponents because they're doing the same with me, and we had to kind of anticipate one another's reactions. So... There is, there is parrying, there is dodging, and there's also strafing. So dodging, you press you you press R2, basically just gives you more distance from the enemy. But strafing, you hold L1, and then you press the directional buttons to actually just kind of dodge like incoming attacks, but it gives you a little more room to actually counter your opponents. So all that plays in to this really, really fun gameplay where every enemy is on top of their game. And you just have to be two steps ahead of them, like it's chess. So it's it's the gameplay itself is like awesome, and there's so much to dive into it. But beyond that, man, the music is amazing. The aesthetic is freaking gorgeous. It looks it looks absolutely incredible. The animation wise and the art style, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks so good. And, yeah, and, and, and there's it, so I'm much sure, themes, so many themes with with enemies and bosses and areas, and there's actual symbolism be- behind so many of the of the ways characters are portrayed it's it's phenomenal yeah and i know well i know you're farther it's the game could we talked a little bit about it um but so you haven't touched the game at all right no i haven't i'm waiting for the physical copy <laughs> okay yeah then man i i mean i'm sure you saw some cl- some clips of like some areas of the first and second area yeah. do what you can to not see the rest of the game it is it is a visual just like it's oh my god it's so amazing what they've done with the visuals for these bosses and just the areas in general and how they just flip the lid on surprising you with every every map it's it's absolutely incredible i think it's like i said it's really one of the best games i've ever played and um i'm completely surprised by it like if if not game of the year i don't think it's gonna win game of the year personally but at least be in the mentions for indie game of the year or best visual direction or something because it's it's phenomenal yeah it yeah the way that people are talking about it i feel like it absolutely should be in the running for that um but yeah that sounds that sounds incredible man i i i can't wait i can't wait to get into it um 
Yeah, it's purely just because of like, it, it just reminds me the premise, um, some of the, the, the shots that I've seen, it just reminds me of like Kill Bill. Uh, mm-hmm. it had, it looked like, uh, it had, uh, a scene ripped directly from old boy. Um, yeah. and I'm, t- I'm totally into that shit, man. So yeah, I, I'm really excited to, to get into this game when it does become, uh... Oh yeah. You're yeah. You're going to be a fiend for it, man. It's, um, it's fantastic. But like, I would say one of the things that makes it even more stand out from it being like a somewhat roguelike game, um, Progression is is a little a little not tough to figure out. It's just you have to really mess around with it. But the entire like gimmick of this game is obviously that you die, you come back, and then yeah. you age. Talk to me about that. Right. Yeah. So the thing about that is, um, so whenever you age ten years, uh, that's when you get the damage buff, but your health is reduced. So. With that said, the way you age is obviously you die, and then it adds to your death counter. And the more you die, the more your death counter goes up, obviously, and then the more you age. So say that, you know, I'm at age 23, I die three times, I die a fourth, now I'm at age 27. Okay. So that's how that works. And though you could actually reset your death counter through um, some rewards and bonuses or by beating mini-bosses in the stage. So it's a lot of strategically planning out, you know, you know, if you're going to die, where you're going to die, and how you're going to pick it back up or to reduce your death counter so that... When you die again, you don't age that that far. So um, the thing about that too, man, what's really cool is not just an aesthetic, right? It's not just like a gimmick or like kind of like one of the games, like cool things. Like it actually matters on your character. You have to play differently when you're older for more or less. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So when you're younger, obviously you're more agile. You're, you're a lot quicker, right? So you can strafe a little faster you can actually dodge roll you can actually roll a little faster but when you're older you can't do that shit (laughs) so (laughs) you actually you really have to like look at enemies and see when you have to like block them and counter them or if you're gonna do a quick strafe you gotta make sure you do it like a little earlier so like there's a lot of intricacy when it comes to not not just the gameplay and not just the death counter, but like actually when your character gets older, which is really cool. So if you want to get older and you want to kind of have that challenge and kind of have like the master going at all these crazy people, right? You can do that. <laughs> you can have that kind of fantasy in your head, which is really cool. Yeah, that's that's like that. It's not it's not just purely a you know like a uh, aesthetic or uh, you know appearance change. It actually has like gameplay ramifications. That's that's pretty cool. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's so sick. But I want to I want to hear Walt talk about because I know I I've been going on here. I can talk about this game all day, but I want to see <laughs> and, what and Walt you beat has it. So you, you you've seen more of the of the things that I've already seen on the surface level, and I really have to. I, I want to double down on on the aesthetic and on the visuals. This game, the bosses are set pieces. These are just a visual just phenomenons. I I'm not gonna go into that because it'll spoil the. A lot of it comes down to you fighting the boss and you experiencing that for the first time. But if you saw, did you get to see part of the first boss? So, uh, I I don't know who's the first boss or the second boss or. Okay, whoever. try to like avoid like even context, uh, because every every enemy the fighting style fits their title. So, I'm not gonna no, no, I'm gonna that's that. What I really want to hammer down down on. Is how this game is making me feel in terms of as a as a 
video gamer and as like be, being able to practice certain movesets. I've never been a fighting game guy. I've that I don't do not like fighting games. Not because of their fighting games, but because of what they turn me into. I become way <laughs> too impatient. I really I become, understand that. <laughs> I become way too frustrated. I get heated to the point where like you'll hear me verbally if I'm alone in my room, you'll hear me like, oh no, yeah, no, no, yeah, that's just fantastic. That's just fantastic. Oh yeah, no, of course. And I'll like <laughs> I'll just put my controller on the side and like start thinking, ah, why didn't you even play this game? And I'll start questioning things. But this is the first game that's actually made me want to take a deep breath, learn the moves, practice, learn the patterns, and become a better a kung fu master and become a better player. And the, this game will humble you. This game will humble you. It's not a hack and slice like Macho said. You try and throw hands without thinking. You will not think at all at the end of that fight because you will be down quick, very quick. Even at the first boss, if you got through, I'm on the third, there's there's a, five areas. I'm on the third area. I can beat the third area. If I want to go to the first one because I want to grind a little bit for experience and permanent, permanently unlock certain uh, skill points. Because essentially, when you go through a run, let's say you beat the first level, you have enough experience to unlock a, a skill. But it's only temporary. In order to unlock that skill permanently, you have to spend what you spent initially for that skill five times. So if you spend 500 XP for the skill point to have it for that run, in order to permanently unlock throughout all your runs and for the whole game, you have to spend 500, uh, 500 times five. Yeah, so, so like 2,500 XP. So 2,500 yeah. points. Uh, so essentially what I do sometimes, I'll just go to the first level, I'll go through it because I learned it really well already. And I'll get some experience points, and I'll dump it on a on a point to help me more on, later on. If you think you can become confident enough where you can beat the third level, go back to the first one and go, breeze through it. Think about it, because that's not gonna be it. If you mess up once, if you like, if you had three enemies around you and you forget to get into the flow of the fight, you're gonna get knocked out. It's a game that even though you go to the first level, this, the difficulty will be there, will still be there. In certain areas, even with the with the boss, mind you, Macho already got to that point where you see certain things in the gameplay that, no matter what, you're gonna come out winning. With the move sense, um, the the story, while while very simple, I think it's so effective. It puts me into that anime fantasy of I've been, you know, I, I was betrayed. I was I was wronged. Now I spent all these years training to accept my vengeance. And that is, like you mentioned Kill Bill, but that's not such a, like an anime trope where it's, you know, they wronged me, now I'm seeking vengeance. And it feels so badass because your character legitimately feels like, like they're angry. Like the way they fight, there's a grace, but there's such a, such an anger to the way that they fight. I mean, they, I picked a, a female character, which is so badass, and the dialogue and just the, the idea. Now it's more Kill Bill. Yeah, that's, a, that's so the thing about about cliches, man. Like, they're not inherently bad. It's what you do with them that, that can make exactly. them interesting. Exactly. It's, and that's it's happening with so many anime. But in in regards to how the game presents just each level, each level has so much personality. 
the uh, the themes are so there. The first one is very ingrained by nature. It's a it's a warehouse that that was taken over by nature, and you see these people that live there. Hey man, don't don't spoil, don't spoil, they, don't spoil, man. No, 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 no. This is more so of of the area. This is more so how the the area is abandoned. The area is abandoned. It's not a, a met, metropolis. It's not an urban area. The second one, you know, you see more of why it is the way it is and why it prog progresses to be the levels evolve it's a phenomenal set piece h level is such a phenomenal set piece what frustrates me so much is my stubbornness that's been, this has been a personal journey that i really i'm gonna remember all year this is a game of the year contender i don't know if it'll win uh either objectively or or in my eyes because there's still so many good heavy hitters coming out this year but this is a game that has transformed my my perspective of fighting games and what it means to be disciplined and in just learning and learning a moveset and learning to be better at something it's been it's been transformational uh i'm halfway through through the game i think and macho already teased me with like something that he figured out that i want to talk to him more about but i'm stubborn enough to where i want to figure out on my own and my pride won't allow me but we'll see We'll see how it goes. I hope to finish this game by next podcast. We'll finish it. Yeah, you can. You can definitely. You can definitely do it. But I but to, but to platinum it, I need a bit more patience. I already did the first level on twenty. I'm I'm struggling with the second one. I I I cannot imagine the the other three. So um, I can't wait to get through through it more. I want to platinum this game. I. I it, it feels like it's my duty. I need to do this for my for me. <laughs> I need to complete this game. It, it is incredible. So you have to try it. So when the physical comes out, you have to talk to us about your just experience with this incredible work of art. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I definitely will. That's uh, that's awesome to hear, man. I'm I'm glad that this game uh, hit. Because uh, yeah, it's 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 so cool, man. And and you know with this. Uh, Kana and Solar Ash, man. I feel like Sony has been on a roll with like the the indie titles that's been choosing to sort of uh back and and support. So, uh, Shue Shue doing the the Lord's work over there, man. Um, seriously, yeah. I think the game just announced too that they sold five hundred thousand already. Copies. Yeah, yeah, already. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, man. That's that's uh that's Sifu. Uh, I personally can't wait to get into it. Um, but, uh, Walt, that's, that's been also the major game that, that you've been playing, uh, this week, or do you have anything else you want to talk about? More Arceus, of course, and I downloaded, I, I, I heard Mr. Babbitt talk about it when, when he was here last, last podcast, and I think it was, he mentioned Kyle reviewed it, but Ollie Ollie World, World, I, yeah. yeah, I downloaded that game, and it's been an interesting contrast of getting my wanting to bash my head against the wall with Sifu and just <laughs> relaxing with Ali Ali where it's been a nice balance. It, it's a very laid back. Uh, he's uh, it's it's what do you call the games when they they move towards the side and, and you can't stop? I forget the side name for that. or no, runners. Runners, yes. So it's a skater. <laughs> So it's a it's a runner. <laughs> you're skating. Uh, there's lo-fi music on the back. You can do tricks. You have high scores to be. You have challenges. You can customize your character. It's a very how how 
that bitch said last uh, podcast, it's very Adventure Time uh, style of, of art style. Um, it's very, very nice. It's a very nice experience, very laid back, and I really needed it, needed it throughout this whole week after I would finish a run in Sifu just to, to just to be able to sleep because I was just my adrenaline was pumping <laughs> so much. Uh, yeah, man, very nice game, very, very, very relaxing, and it's lo-fi, man. Whatever whatever game has a lo-fi heavy soundtrack, I'm gonna vibe to it. Very good game. Oh uh, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Alright man, it's been the, the games that we've been playing this week, so let's get into some of these topics uh, again. So we want to uh, thank everyone who's watching man, uh, really appreciate the support as we uh, try to, to get to our next milestone of 100 subscribers man, we're, we're almost there, almost there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's get started with these topics. A uh, couple, couple pretty big things happened this week, including a uh, Nintendo Direct. And uh, I wanted I wanted to get everyone's sort of thoughts. Uh, did first of all, did did you guys uh, get to watch it or what happened? Yeah, I definitely got to watch it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt called guys... me that night and was like, <laughs> "Macho, <laughs> yo, I, I, that was phenomenal. <laughs> I loved. That's been one of the better directs that I've seen in a while, and." Not just because I'm a JRPG fan, but definitely because I'm a JRPG fan. And there was a lot of JRPG goodness in that direct. Oh, a lot yeah, of people were calling it a, a Square Enix direct, <laughs> which I don't blame them. But hey, I don't. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I, yeah. I, ca- I called it more than nostalgia direct. Nostalgia but... direct, yeah. Retro direct. Sorry. Retro, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Man, so, yeah. Go, go ahead and, and tell me what was some of your guys' uh, biggest highlights. Because uh, I... what was your highlight? Um. It's a tough one. Uh, yeah, and we didn't we didn't really talk about the real highlights that night. Because, obviously, you know I'm a, I'm a Shinra fan, so mm-hmm. um, having Chrono Cross the Radical Dreamers there was actually pretty big. Um, because I played Chrono Cross uh, through backwards compatible on the Vita, and I just wasn't feeling it. But I did say if there was like a remaster, if if Square did send out like a, you know, a, a, a update for it. Then yeah, I will, I will retry and see. You know what really makes this game tick with everybody that I'm just not. That I didn't see the first time. But I think that one of the biggest things that really caught my eye was the game that was like Octopath Traveler, but people were saying was better than Octopath Traveler, which is good for me because I wasn't big on that game. Was uh Live a Live, which is Live Alive, or is it Live Alive? Or I see I hear people say Live a Live, and I'm like I don't know how to pronounce it. I think I heard the announcer say live a lot. I don't know. I'm going to stick with it. I'll die in that hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, like, yeah. <laughs> so live a live. Um, either way, what it is, it's like essentially like the theme or like the general like overview of what Octopath Travelers, which was eight different travelers or eight different heroes that you can play as. But in this game, it's the same thing where uh, you have multiple different characters, but instead of them being like in the same world per se i guess is you have more of these characters in different timelines mm-hmm. so you have like the spaghetti Literally. western you have the far distant future you have the near future you have the shinobi and like a hit and you know, past, yeah it's like prehistory so there's a lot more to this game where people are saying that when these characters actually come together it actually is good <laughs> not like octopath traveler where it seemed or <laughs> it was very hollow which 
definitely demotivated demotivated me to you know stop playing it. Um, so yeah, it's, I think that was one of the games that kind of really caught my eye, and then yeah, absolutely. Chrono, I, I say think Chrono I, Cross. Yeah, I think that's I, it really. I'd say that those two were the stands out the standouts because Live Alive. I think it, it only came out in Japan. It was never localized and never even touched outside of Japan, and people only knew about it if they imported or imported it or something. But it, it it's funny how the game takes place across timelines, and they mentioned that uh, there's seven timelines, and I think there's that eight chapter where it all comes together. It's ironic how different timelines, it'll become cohesive, and then Octopath, everyone's in the same world, yet it, it does one story doesn't have to do anything with the other, you know? Right. It's interesting. It, the contrast is, is is interesting. Which, mind you, Octopath, knowing that it's a great game. Outside of that, the gameplay, the visuals, the, the individual stories are interesting. Some are better than the others. With Live Alive, if it all comes together, if there's a purpose at the end, this will. I assume all seven of them will be at some capacity interesting and engaging. Uh, and I think there's like different mechanics that are applied on different areas. So like the shinobi, there's a shinobi character, which takes place in like feudal Japan or like very, very, very far back. That it's more melee focused, but then in the Wild West, there's like more gunplay, which is interesting. Um, so I can't wait to see that. Some of the surprises from that direct, a big surprise was Mario Strikers. Mario, Mario Strikers, Super Mario Strikers Charge was one of those games for the Wii that f- felt like a fever dream. Like, did this really happen? Is this an actual game that exists that they developed? So high octane, so, the characters had so much personality, the the art was phenomenal, the, the, the soul shade almost, and it just stopped existing. Uh, Nintendo released uh, a couple of sports games that were that were not even close to the same engagement or 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 gameplay level to that one. It was like a soccer game. There was a few baseball games. They just stopped making these standalone, just very, like, ambitious sports and Mario sports games. Uh, the the closest one that I could think about that I actually enjoyed was Mario Tennis, and it wasn't even the better of all the ones that I, they've released. But I got surprised by Mario Striker, what was it, Battle League? Um, that one I'm looking forward to. Xenoblade 3... It, yeah, it yeah did, that, was the, that was the other one I actually forgot. I was looking at the list. I was like, oh, wait, that, that was announced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, it's interesting because I wasn't I, I wasn't shocked because in some way I was like, it feels like it it, it should have happened. It, it, it should have, like, it was, it was already due, like, a, a, a third game or something. Because I felt like after Xenoblade 2, they did that big standalone DLC or standalone game. But it wasn't the next step, you know. It wasn't the next game. And how how did you guys feel about uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, Fire Emblem. Uh, three, three, yeah, Warriors Three Hopes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had a really good tweet for that one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what meme I. I hope you guys know what meme I'm talking about, but it's like that one face where it's like it's happy. Like you, you see, you see, uh, you know, Fire Emblem characters pop up, and then the face gets disappointed when it sees it's a it's a Warriors Musou game. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like I feel like that was like a lot of a lot of people's uh, reaction to that. 
uh, expecting like a full-fledged sequel to uh, to Three Houses. Well, I guess it kind of is, but uh, you know, in that traditional Fire Emblem gameplay. Um, so that was yeah, that was funny. It's, that, it's, was cool, it's, right? that trailer was definitely around that game. I like, I saw, I saw the dip, man. I saw the dip in frame rate in that trailer. <laughs> It was really funny to see like all of the uh all of, like the enemies do one attack at the exact same time they got swept up by the character. <laughs> <laughs> um classic Muslim style. But yeah, for, for me it's uh well already kinda of talked about it, but yeah, it's it's definitely uh uh Strikers Battle League um mm-hmm. yeah i absolutely adore yeah, is, is that the one that's gonna make you get a switch uh maybe man oh, hey yo, yo. look at that let's if, get on it if i get can on fi- that gameplay so we can smoke your ass if i can find one on the black market then yeah i can i can definitely <laughs> i can i can, can definitely find one there it. yeah but um <laughs> but yeah uh strikers has a has a a place near and dear to my heart man i i i have fond memories of playing that game with uh, friends, and uh, his, <laughs> this sounds so bad, but my friend had like a little Anne Frank attic in in his house, oh. and, <laughs> and uh, we would all we would all get cramped up there, and and come on, man, it's been a year of the podcast. I don't want to end it now, man. I don't think. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, man, don't worry. Uh, but yeah, we we all get cramped up there and 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 play that game, and it was it was a lot of fun. And then when I got a Wii, uh, Charged was one of the first games that I played or that I got for it. And uh, yeah, I just I just have really good memories of both of those games. And um, yeah, it's it's really interesting to see that they're doing they're like really emphasizing like gear and mm-hmm. it improving, you know, like character speed and strength and passing ability and things like that. Um, so it's gonna be weird that like characters won't be necessarily like you don't choose Luigi for his speed or you don't choose Bowser for his strength, right? Because theoretically, if you just get like a good helmet and a good chest piece, everyone can be good at you know strength or or speed or you know what I was saying. Like I I, right. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Um, yeah, some of them definitely have. You know, like, there's special abilities that make them stand out. Right, like, right. Yoshi, Yoshi with the egg that you can control from side to side, or, like, Bowser becoming, like, the shell and going from... So, I, I like that they're keeping that distinct personality in each of them. Because I feel like the last soccer game that we had, it was just kind of whatever. Like, it didn't really matter who you chose, but it did. But the- Rosalina is Rosalina, while Luigi is while Luigi. Like, they, they are the character and you can see the personality come through and i'm, I'm excited to see their super moves in action those people you can see rosalina touch the ground it's crazy yeah yeah man it's been <laughs> no, a while she... <laughs> those legs are not working man, yeah, man it, it, it'd be fun it, no no wait in mario kart she's saying down mario kart <laughs> <laughs> i'm like thinking wait is she ever touched the ground uh, oh that's another thing hey why mario kart 9 when you can have Mario Kart 8 on steroids, and when you have 48 new courses, they basically yeah they basically that's basically a new game, man. That's a new a game through and through. Let me tell you, at this point, a Mario Kart 9 I don't think it's necessary unless they're doing something revolutionary with like a new mechanics or whatnot. But like you have lighting, you have underwater levels, you have normal underground, and you have stages from across all I think all Mario Karts. I mean. And the deal, it's included in the Switch Online package with the N64 and all that. 
So like, they're incentivizing. It's, the deal is looking better than it did a week before. It's still a bit of a steep price, but yeah, there's what, more value what's, to it. What's going on with this? Because I couldn't get a good read of people were mad or or happy about. I, I think about people this. are like super lukewarm on the fact that I agree that that one it's um that it's basically like a two year DLC plan with all these courses and it's uh, apparently it's $25 for like all eight or all six waves, excuse me, of, um, of these DLCs and there's 48 uh, courses, but, and that's cool because a lot of them are kind of like remasters or like being remade for Mario Kart eight. But at the same time, people were like, yeah, it's yes. Like that's cool. Right. That's, that's awesome. But the thing is people are like, wait, another two years DLC. So you're telling me we're not going to get like a new Mario Kart for like another three or four years when this thing has been out since like what well like 2013 or something like that and it's and since 2013 it's still been i think nintendo's highest selling uh game it's still like up there what uh is dare i say is is mario kart 8 games as a service Yes. Yes. Man. They totally did it. I was legit legit thinking that like their next their next Mario game is our Mario Kart game is not gonna be nine, but Mario Kart like I don't know Forever Racetrack or some bullshit name. (laughs) Ultimate. Yeah. So like it's 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 gonna be the ultimate live service Mario Kart, but like yeah, Mario Kart eight is definitely setting the blueprint for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if 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 I'm being honest, like I if they do another, another like complete new entry into Mario Kart, it's not gonna be not like you mentioned. I definitely see like a spin-off or like a more gimmick forward like uh, Double Dash, like something that has a completely new mechanic, uh, or they bring back Double Dash and a more you know new coding. Um, but with Mario Kart Eight, they don't need to bring that Mario Kart Nine. They really don't. They're highest selling. Now they're gonna have people buying these forty-eight courses with that twenty-five dollars. They're gonna have more people chiming in on the on the Nintendo, Nintendo Online package. Why would they <laughs> do a nine? You know, it wouldn't make sense. Because it would still... be cool. I don't know. It'd be cool. Yeah, I know. It'd be cool, <laughs> but cool doesn't. You know, this yeah, this bring, know. is gonna yeah. bring money. Uh, I prefer a nine, and at some point, just the. There, there, there's a, it hits different when there's a new entry into a franchise. It hits different, you know. The Mario Kart Nine. Ooh, who's gonna be the mascot? Mario, of course. But who's gonna be the newer character? Ooh, are they gonna bring in uh, 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 uh <laughs> what's her name? Uh, uh, from Fire Emblem, the the one with from the Black Bulls or the Red Bulls? What's the idol idol guard idol guard or or uh? You're asking the, the wrong f- person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> they're gonna bring in Fire Emblem characters. They're gonna bring yeah, in Yeah, like, I mean, that, that's that's what I was thinking for like if they're gonna do Mario Kart Nine and they're gonna make it like completely, you know, uh, Smash. differentiated. Yeah, they're gonna make it, they're gonna go the Smash route where they're gonna have a whole bunch of guest characters. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That, I mean, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. They have Link already. They have Splatoon. Uh, what's his name? Squidling. Uh, put in more, more Nintendo yeah, Animal Crossing. Put, yeah, Animal Crossing yeah. stuff too. Got Animal Crossing. Put Samus in there. Yeah, you know, put yeah. Captain Falcon or you know, F Zero is dead. I'm surprised they haven't really done that already. That sounds like a, a no-brainer, honestly. It does. Maybe that's why they're keeping in their back. But there's a lot of no-brainers when Nintendo, but they just keep in the back pocket. Like I don't know, man. I'll do it if I feel like it. <laughs> and still, and still you know? make bank. 
Yeah, of course. Of course, they, they always they always will, man. Uh, when they don't, that's when you need to think about, okay, what did they actually do? But even then, it's a Disney thing, man. Uh, when you're that kind of a brand, you're going to sell loads. But yeah, man, uh, out, of, out of that direct, that was surprising. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm even more. Yeah, I need to play the prologue for that. Yeah, same here, man. I Just think check it out. It, it it goes up to chapter three, and then you can carry over your save data. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I lost. Yeah, but um, yeah. That that I'll need I'll need to try it out. But yeah, I think probably the biggest highlight for me. Don't think about it. Yeah, it's probably Xenoblade Three. Mm. Um, I love the Xenoblade games. So like for me to see a third one and see like yeah, it's actually gonna connect the the first two. Um, while being different, kind of like how Xenoblade 2 was, I think that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. and the way they, and I think that was a show ender too, which like, to me, I think that's a big indication that, yeah, Nintendo really takes this series, um, pretty seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and that Monolith Soft is a freaking beast, man. <laughs> they, they pump out open world games like it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, for Yeah, sure. no, pretty much. Did you, you're your fan of Xenoblade, you like that? Like those Pokemon-esque approach in Xenoblade Three, that bunny girl and all those weird characters. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely the weeb game, 100. percent It's not <laughs> it's not as weeb as Disgaea, but um, but it's it's definitely it's definitely up there. But I mean, I think to be honest, the character designs look a lot better than Xenoblade Two, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, I, I would like... I would agree. Yeah, right? Like, you don't have, like, these dumb-looking armor plates on, on Rex or oh, the thong. Children, children, weird, children wearing armor that is, like, twice their size. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the thongs that Pyra has and everything. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, weird you didn't character like that? Designs. I didn't say that. I just said it was weird. Oh, okay, okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey yo! It's no, it's it's no, it's. I think the designs in in Xenoblade Three are like a lot better. They they just yeah. look way more grounded and it looks more mature. Yeah, exactly. But the thing what I like about it the most is it's not too anime because that was kind of my problem with Xenoblade Two because Xenoblade One was very like anime, but like it's a little more grounded in like not reality, but like in its, in its art style, it's a lot more mature in its, its character mm-hmm. design art style. Xenoblade 2 went straight like <laughs> anime. Yeah, it went, it, went, it went straight like um comedy, romantic comedy anime, which I was like, alright, whatever. The third one, is, it's, it seemed like a blend of the two where it has more refined graphics, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> but it, it's, it has a mature art style of Xenoblade 1, which I, I'm digging. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if um, so. Did you see uh, Weapon Wheel podcast this past Sunday? No, nah, I didn't. Where Blander was like saying like Xenoblade Chronicles Three was probably with the best looking games visually he's ever seen in his life. Oh, I was like, oh my what? god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, so this guy is like a really big Nintendo fan, and you know, kudos to him. He's a he stands his ground. But yeah, he says mm-hmm. Xenoblade Three is one of the best games he's ever seen in his life. I was like. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I think so. One of the games that you want to talk about the most. The I, I don't. Want, I don't want to talk about hey, it. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. I saw you getting pretty well on the timeline of that one, homie. Oh man. 
mouthful mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh wee! Oh, listen. All, all I really get a switch. All I really have to say about it is that they they Nintendo really got uh, Kirby's uh, throat working overtime, man. Like that, 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 that that's cr- that, that was crazy, man. Only only Nintendo could think of that, <laughs> man. Oh my oh. god. But no, it's 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 just pretty funny to me. <laughs> uh, people, it's people, absolutely hilarious, dude. Oh my god! I, I never would have imagined uh, Nebel on 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 Twitter calling it the the throat or saying the words throat goat. I never would have imagined that. Hey yo! Yeah. Oh, is there a song for that? <laughs> yeah, I never never would have imagined oh. him saying that. Um, oh, but yeah, man, it's it's been it's just been purely funny to see the memes that's been coming out from it. Um, like the, the Ed, Ed, and Eddie one where, uh, uh, <laughs> where Ed is like literally like swallowing <laughs> up his entire mouth. bed, but it's like Kirby <laughs> now doing it. <laughs> Just stuff like that Yo, is, is hilarious. I saw one use a sort of plug to put Kirby on. Oh man. Yeah. It, it, the, the cone shape, they put it, <laughs> they placed it instead of <laughs> on gross. a butt plug. On a butt plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, it's just funny, man. Um, yeah. but I, I, I wonder where they came. Like someone, someone knew what they were doing when they made up the name of that mode. Right? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, <laughs> so I, like, what would you the, call like, it, Macho? But my my man, you like you have Debs like in a round table, thinking mm-hmm. of like what to call this, this thing. This is why. This is why I I, I like I respect Nintendo because they're I they're just they're just in a boardroom. <laughs> they're just like yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> like let's just hey, let's just call it mouthful mode. <laughs> you know. Um, I feel like I see I, it as like a translation thing. I, probably. I uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm know. sure. But like I feel like I feel like <laughs> both Microsoft and and so like they're 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 more aware of these things. Like I feel like they would be much more reserved uh, of of something if they were put in a situation like this. Like I don't know, they they would probably call it some boring ass shit. Like I don't know, like eat everything mode or, or something like that. But like nah, Nintendo, man. Nintendo is just like gutter, we're okay. man. We're, we're, our minds are in the gutter. Twitter is toxic. We're just being we're being too nerdy, man. That's the thing. Mouthful mode. It's a completely vanilla term. If you tell, if you tell nah, a, a, a middle stop schooler, it, Wall. stop it, Wall. <laughs> this is your Nintendo bias. Come on, we're coming out right now. I gotta, I gotta Come push. On, I gotta dude. push back. I gotta push back on that. Oh. Come on, dude. They 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 legit call it mouthful mode. Are you okay with that? Am I okay? I mean, why am I even <laughs> questioning the fact that my man is using his mouth to to throw uh-huh. a car? Uh-huh. Just, am I okay with the name? Am I okay with this man just choking? That's the main thing. How is Kirby Kirby, Kirby Kirby's Kirby's been uh, you know throwing things since the two thousands, man. So it's it's no surprise there. You know? you know what's funny? It's not so much the name, but the idea of because there's levels that he he's like flying and like a, like a paper plane. And I'm like, but, but he's already been doing that with other abilities. Like what prompted, was this just the gimmick to like, oh, just something wacky. This is definitely going to get people talking. It has us talking. <laughs> but... No, they, they knew what they were doing because the next day, the Europe Nintendo account showed up a picture of Kirby down in that car. <laughs> yes, sir. So, and, <laughs> and I made joke. a nice Valentine's, it made a nice Valentine's Day car after that. You oh, cannot man. deny the fact that that image of him downing that car 
makes you think about it. Like, what is going on? What is this? It'll make you look for that Miss Kirby game. I like, just love Mr. Babbitt's tweet about it. It's like, man, I should, I should give her a call. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I got the. This is this is this is one of the names I was thinking of uh, of putting it on on the thumbnail. It's like uh, the Kirby, the the Gok Gok three thousand special or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines but um yeah man that hey man shout, shout out to kirby he, he's yeah he's doing the lord's work close to close to valentine's day too man so yeah nintendo knew what they were doing um yeah i'm looking for like mouthful in japanese it's uh hitokuchi you're not yeah i was, I was about to say you're not gonna find it <laughs> they they probably say in the japanese like dialect like mouthful mold or like mouthful like, like something like yeah. that yeah. Now, mind you, a uh, few shout-outs from the direct. Uh, the Metroid Dread update, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, got the a, boss rush mode, yeah. That'd got the cool. boss rush, got the rookie mode, and got the one hit and you're out <laughs> mode. Yeah, um, no one's going to do that. Uh, oh, I'm going to watch speed runs of that, and people are, that's going to be incredible. They got that Wii Sports game. Hey, Wii Sports is back. Uh, yeah, they, they had, like, what, six games in there? Like six games, and then they're doing an update uh, with golf uh, later on. Okay, uh, I hope they keep doing those updates because yeah, because six games not enough for that. No man, give me boxing, give me uh, track and field, give me all of these classics uh, from Wii Sports. Uh, the Mies are looking nice. They're looking updated. They're looking different. Uh, yeah, it was cringe just watching play volleyball, but yeah, I agree. Yes, yes. Uh, they, they, but Nintendo always got has to do that live, you know, just cringe fest. Uh, yeah, no, that was straight up from like early two thousand. People, people still asking for Mother Three, but no Mother Three. But we do get Mother and Earthbound on Nintendo Switch Online. That's pretty cool. Uh, we got the Mario Portal, Portal One and Two. A lot of people haven't played that game. A lot, I saw a lot of people think about uh, saying on uh, when reacting to the to the direct saying, "Oh, I never tried Portal." Like a lot of people never tried Portal. I hope that this is their introduction to that very very great franchise. Um, the Wii and... version of Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was I was confused as to why people were excited about that. Yeah, me too. I think because people saw stories of Force Unleashed, was like, oh wow. And then I looked at the game, I was like, that's not the 360 PS3 version. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wow, they actually grabbed the Wii version of the game. And funny, and funny enough, that. that's the version I played. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. man, you got the really scaled out version. That's like playing the PSP version of any game. Yeah, I played that one. It's like um, playing Dead Space Extraction, except uh, besides uh, I, Dead Space. Like, I played Extraction as well on the Wii, man. My, <laughs> man. My man was like, can I get Resident Evil? No, but you can get this Wii version. Hey, man, I was... Did you wait? Did you play Resident Evil 4 on the Wii? Actually, yes, I did. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. wow. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the only version I've, I've played of RE 4. See, see I heard that was actually a really good version, though. So Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But, I mean, then again, I was, like, I don't know, like, 14 when I played it, so. But a lot ha has a lot changed now, I'm kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? What's going on here? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, got be real, the Direct was pretty solid. I think it was a solid Direct. Got some Samus, got some Mario, got some Kirby. Hey, man, it, uh, all we needed was Zelda. But they're working on that. No, yeah, you're not going to see that's like the middle of the year at least. Yeah, they like said the they, they they said that this was focused on games coming out in you know the uh, first half of the year anyway. So 
I, I, never, I don't trust that. anything they say. As 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 much as it shows like oh I have a bias, I clown on them and they're like they're pretty tone deaf with a lot of things. I mean to be fair too, Xenoblade was the anomaly there because mm-hmm. that's kind of September and I did not expect that at all. Oh okay yeah. Then that that was like the only game that's releasing beef after July, which is like what they had in their direct. Every game that was releasing there was releasing in July or earlier. Mm. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, yeah, Mostly man. April, actually. It was a solid direct. I'm gonna buy probably like eighty percent of the games that there, that <laughs> were showed. <laughs> Honestly, a lot I mean, of them. I mean, if if you finish Elden Ring Horizon before then. Hey, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe when I'm on the go, you know, I have to go somewhere. I bring my Switch with me. If I'm traveling or something, I'm going to be downing some cars, you know? Whoa. Yo. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> um, anyway, I love let's, those reactions. <laughs> let's move on from all this talk about swallowing and... <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah man i i agree from i didn't watch it but uh i did check out like the highlights and stuff like that and yeah it seemed like there were some really really cool announcements um mm-hmm. but yeah let's 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 move on and then that that also kind of uh i saw <laughs> i saw some people on the timeline being like oh i Xbox should do, you know, have, you know, their own direct uh, style. Thing. Yeah, you saw that, right? Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, anyway, we'll, we won't get into that. But, uh, but yeah, I just found it interesting. Um, but, yeah, so so that was great to, to see. Um, yeah, so next let's talk about, uh, speaking, speaking of Microsoft, uh, it was announced, uh, Macho, can you actually grab uh, the quote of that uh i don't know that business guy or whatever doing that interview uh talking about call of duty or remaining multi-platform yeah let me bring it up okay dance monkeys dance yeah yeah i got you uh so essentially (laughs) uh you know microsoft have they've you know we had phil come out uh when this deal was announced uh, maybe a couple days after saying that he spoke to leaders at Sony and uh, basically confirming uh, or expressing that they have a desire to keep play, uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation for the foreseeable future. Um, All right, I got the quote if you're... If you're okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, aside from that, it was still kind of left rather ambiguous, you know, if they were going to do it or not. Um, or or how just how far you know the uh, remaining contracts and agreements uh, were, um, but it seems like we may have an answer that Call of Duty may not be going anywhere in general. So uh, yeah, Macho, take it away. Yeah, so um, directly from the quote here on, thanks to the Verge for providing that. Uh, to be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement. Keyword. Beyond the existing agreement. And into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. And then they also mentioned something about Nintendo Switch, but it's not in that quote there. Yeah, that they... they... They have yeah, a, taking similar steps to support Nintendo's successful platform. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, they not only want to do PlayStation, but also want to bring some of these games to the Switch as well, uh, which is cool. 
Um, but yeah, I I thought this was really interesting. Uh, in you know, this is kind of grouped into the whole. They made like a a blog post about uh, directed to the regulators as well uh, about changes that they're making to their uh, store and how they're handling that, uh, adapting to uh, sort of um, you know current sort of environment. Um, but yeah, it's this is clearly to save face uh, with the regulators to kind of show them like, hey, like look at us, like we're not we're not the bad guys here. We're not going to take away you know Call of Duty from from PlayStation. This is to me this is a move, like they are desperate to get this approved by the FTC and the DOJ, um, so much so that they're coming out <clears throat> this early, you know, to try to like you know convince them you know to to essentially let this thing go through. Um, so yeah, I thought that was that was really interesting. Um. Yeah. Aside from that, uh, what what do you guys think? Is this a surprise for you guys that seemingly Call of Duty isn't going anywhere? Because uh, I know a lot of people are. <laughs> I was gonna say surprisingly, but then again, I I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But a lot of people are really upset about this they're declaring that this is the end of xbox um <laughs> that they're done with the platform um <laughs> you know that, that this is a tragedy you know uh all all of these things you know <laughs> that's like the goddamn apocalypse you know uh, i'm so disappointed in microsoft yeah things like that man um <laughs> You know, you it's... got people like you got PlayStation people celebrating. You know, I'm like, oh, good, it's gonna be be every, you know, more places, more people will be able to play. And then you have people commenting on that. I thought you were a PlayStation fan. I'm unfollowing. How dare you betray us? I thought, no, Xbox shouldn't have very complained. entertaining that day. It was yeah, very no, entertaining. Twitter is the tri the tribes have risen. It was it was it was really funny i gotta admit um <clears throat> i saw a lot of people that were making that <laughs> those clips were on twitter man people were like why would you make 70 billion dollar purchase to put it everywhere and guess what's happening it's going everywhere <laughs> because they made a 70 dollar purchase 70 billion dollar purchase yeah like you can honestly you can make the argument either way but it just makes sense to make it makes games like sense. call of duty yeah it makes sense to make games like call of duty multi-platform forever yeah like it, it, it doesn't make sense to keep it exclusive like why would you want to have the exclusive card in your belt when you can be making so much more money that's why sony's putting their stuff on pc and again like mm -hmm. this is uh not just like regulators like saving face you know to them but like it, it's a pr disaster to kind of be labeled as the bad guys like i think it's in my opinion and i'm i don't know i may get shit for this but in my opinion i think it's pretty heinous to to rip a franchise as huge as Call of Duty away from an entire ecosystem to say, you know, this franchise that you have come to expect to be on your platform each and every single year is now no longer on that platform. You're no longer allowed to play this on the platform that you've been playing it for over a decade or however, however long Call of Duty has, has been on PlayStation, right? Um, so like, yeah, I, in my opinion, it's better to not be seen as the bad guys that takes something away from a large group of people, you know? Uh, you know, they can now be seen as, I don't know if they'll be seen as the good guys, but it's definitely better than, than the alternative. Um, not even to mention the, the amount of money that they will make from this move alone. This is like a, like another Minecraft for them or what PlayStation is going to do with destiny, right? The amount of money that you're going to be able to rake in from this, it, I, in my opinion, far outweighs, 
um, the petty console war thing to do, which is to to make it exclusive. Um, there's that, and then of course there's the argument of of Game Pass that you can. It's way more attractive to get Call of Duty on Game Pass versus paying seventy dollars on PlayStation or. Uh, Nintendo or PC even. I don't know if that really moves yep, the needle no. if like now PlayStation gamers will flock to Game Pass specifically for that, but that's still a selling point. Yeah, that was and that was my point when Xbox actually made the purchase for Bethesda. Um where obviously that had more of an inclination to be exclusive, which was more in my head, like that made more sense for things to be exclusive, but even if they didn't, your argument would be the same thing for MLB the show. You can either get a game pass for quote unquote free, right? You just have to pay the subscription for that month. Yeah. Or you can pay seventy dollars on the other platform. To me, that's like that's like a you can't you can't go against that argument. No, so you're gonna like go with the free for one. Them. Yeah, exactly. So like and I, I don't know, that always made sense for me as far as like the whole exclusive making things not exclusive thing, where you're just like on the other platform you can get this for free, but on this platform you have to pay for it. Like obviously you you know you're gonna go one way or the other so yeah yeah i agree um uh walt do you have any any thoughts on this man the more players the better and that statement is even more true when we're talking about samacho's point a few podcasts before the premium first person shooter arcade experience that annually people get their hands on no matter what no matter what, if it's bad PR, good PR, good reviews, bad reviews. Some sell more than others, but it's going to sell. And I think this makes more sense. If in the long run, for some reason, we get switching and we get, you know, some titles are exclusive. Or maybe there's, there's a there's a spinoff that's, you know, if they do a Vanguard situation where they, they have their big Goliath war zone. And they do a, a Vanguard, but then next year they do a... They do a a Black Ops 5, I don't know. They're doing one of them. It's going to be only on Game Pass, only here. I don't know how long we're going to be alive to, to see these changes happen, if it'll even happen. But for now, this makes the most sense. Uh, people complaining are console warriors that... That, that is still don't. that is still stuck in in the console war mentality. Like, I, I don't know how much more clear it needs to be that we... like. All the platforms have moved beyond that 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 mm-hmm. point. This is the, like companies my, don't even pay attention to that. In, in my mind, like this, the Activision deal wasn't <laughs> it wasn't done just because Microsoft, you know, wants to make exclusive deal or, or, or make these games. This thing goes beyond, way beyond just the console itself. Just selling more consoles than Sony or nintendo like this is this is so far beyond that like this is far future thinking shit um and yeah it's it's just so weird to to still be in that mentality right when clearly these Mm -hmm. companies have moved far beyond just thinking that you know selling consoles is is the main bread and butter of their of their business now like i don't know it's, it's just it's just gotten far beyond that i think it's just i think it's a lot just sorry walt but i think it's just a lot of um People are stuck on what Sony is doing, is doing right, and they're still doing the exclusive deals. They're still doing the third-party stuff, exclusives, and uh, of course, having like big characters being locked behind their gates. Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But of course, that's being done by Insomniac, so that makes sense because that's a first party studio. But besides the point, uh, they're looking at what their opponents doing. They're like, we want you to do the same, and like that's not what Microsoft's doing, man. They like they. I saw even people on Twitter like big fanboys or small fanboys or people who are just notable in podcasts. They said themselves, Xbox is not the console. Yeah. It's the platform right now, yeah. and that and that platform is Game Pass. So that's going to go wherever it's going to go, and the stuff that's in that is not going to be tied just to Xbox. Yeah, no, for sure. And you have people in, in like in very uh, highly regarded podcasts. You have last stand where Colin, you know, he goes to say how this can be, it, it, the the ver- the verbiage is very much there. It'll be where Game Pass is, and who's to say they don't find a way of implementing that in let's let's say PlayStation, you know, or a Nintendo. Well, the thing, well, the thing is, I think, I think that um, what Nintendo's way more um susceptible to a Game Pass, mm-hmm. but for PlayStation, I think would kind of turn the tables a little bit for them, right? Is Spartacus and mm-hmm. the, and the Bungie purchase? Yeah, yeah, because this, this, this because Destiny, because Destiny and Bungie are gonna be their are gonna be their their um seats are gonna be their drivers and 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 the, you know, and and the entire yes. thing here. Absolutely. And, and it's funny because you see these shifts, right? And you see these different companies making these different moves and you'll still have people say, oh, see, they heard us. No, hindsight bias is always there, man. They didn't hear you. They're just making the right decision based on what's more, what's smarter financially, what's smarter in the long run. They're not reading your Twitter comment and saying, oh, this guy with the anime FP, uh, PFP <laughs> said, uh, that we should buy this company. Let's buy them. No, they're, they're trying to, for, they're forecasting. They have meetings. They have actual people with experience, with degrees, analyzing and trying to figure out, okay, what's the right move? And granted, that's not always known. You will know if what they do works or not. The money talks, they'll go where their money is. But um, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I'm glad that they came out and clarified it, because um, yeah. hopefully this kills off the the conversation in general. Like, like, please let the, let this be the last time we hear about this uh, for this year. <laughs> it definitely won't be, but um, no, I, definitely not. You already got people saying like, "Well, he said that this exactly way. to me this indicates this." I'm just like, y'all, y'all don't have really good reading comprehension, man. Like, it's like, <laughs> like obviously, English, obviously, there's still going to be some titles that are going to be exclusive, right? Like, I, I'd imagine yeah, yeah. Uh, that new Blizzard IP is probably going to be exclusive, but mm-hmm. and and we'll, you know, only time will tell which ones will be and which ones won't be. But in terms of Call of Duty, like I feel like we got a pretty definitive answer. So if people are still trying to like convince themselves that that's not the case, then I don't know what I don't know what else Microsoft can do until I don't know five years from now, Call of Duty is still on PlayStation. That that will be when you know they're finally convinced that Call of Duty is going to remain multi-platform until the end of time. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, my my opinion is mostly like if they're going to, <clears throat> at least in my opinion, keep exclusive the things and the the part it's in the parts and where they lack, and where they lack in, is in single player. So that's supposed to be exclusive and everything multiplayer. It's just fair game, and I think that's where we're gonna get like crossplay and like all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. 
But again, we'll see what happens. Things change every day. Yeah. Um, How dare you, Macho? How dare you betray the brand? Wow. <laughs> but yeah, very, very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, we'll, like I said, due time, we'll, we'll get even more clarity with that. Um, but yeah, that's that's that for uh, Activision. Um, let's. Uh, we can. I don't know how how big of a conversation this will turn into, but uh, probably doesn't have to be too long. But let's give a little shout out to uh, Horizon uh, Macho. We we got a, a little sales update on it, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes, we did, man. For a new IP, it's uh hit, it hit up twenty million units sold. Yeah. Um, Herman Hulse actually announced this on Twitter, and um, <clears throat> which is uh, a, a nice kind of. Um, What's the term I'm thinking of? Uh, it's it's a nice kind of uh, rounding circle. Uh, what's the what's the term? So come on, you're the writer, um, you know this. Um, full circle. There you go. There, you go. thank you, thank you. It, it came full circle because uh, Horizon was Herman's baby, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a creative director on the first one, so it's a, it's it's kind of crazy that Horizon Zero Dawn or these Aloy is a mascot for PlayStation, like yeah, official, like it's... she is playstation it's it's so cool man um it, it really it really hit me when um god do you i don't know if you guys ever saw those uh i think it came out last year but like playstation had like some weird like soccer partnership uh i think with like uefa or something like that and um so like they had <laughs> they had this trailer of like I don't know, like actual soccer players like running out onto a field, and then like Kratos was running out there, and Nathan Drake and Ratchet and Clank, <laughs> and then Aloy was out there too. Um, but yeah, like in terms of like, I feel like the the characters that are like the PlayStation mascots that represent the brand, like Aloy is absolutely included in that, and that's I think that's pretty damn cool to see. Um, that they are like that behind her, and they view her as that. Like you guys remember the um the 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 other weird live action trailer that they had that they played in the PlayStation showcase in September um and they had like the all these easter eggs well, to various to various games right they had like an uncharted and um lost legacy uh poster uh they had the uh God of War Ragnarok poster before the game was even announced in that um there's a little tease to resident evil 4 remake in that as well they had a sly cooper logo in in that trailer as well but also the giant aloy statue at the end of that trailer right um so yeah it's, it's just it's just really cool to see that she has sort of like been elevated to this position where yeah she is absolutely seen as one of the faces of playstation so yeah no it's super cool i think it's um it's it's about damn time, man. It's about damn time. Because as much as I, the name Aloy kind of irked me when I first heard it, <laughs> I, I, I kind of I, I love the character. And I think like her place in that world and just the way the story unfolds in Horizon Zero Dawn is just so awesome and super cool and super interesting that when I, when I saw the cinematic trailer yesterday for Forbidden West, I got chills, man. Yeah. That that trailer is magnificent. If you guys haven't seen it, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, Aloy's whatever. Now nah, I'm kidding. No, she's really awesome. <laughs> I, 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 it, it it's impressive how this the new IP and, and such a. It, I think it was it was quite controversial, at least around the circle, how it was received. Horizon wasn't necessarily 
received with open arms from the get-go. What? A, a lot of people... No, I think in my circle, a lot of people... Back in the day, back back then, I was um, I was still in Puerto Rico. And in Puerto Rico, you didn't really have a lot of people, like, taking a liking to the new IP, and they weren't really into it, but... Let's really be, be, be fair, man. A lot of times, too, it's because of the fact that people didn't want to play as a woman. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which is super it, shitty yeah. to, like, even say and, like, think it's about. But, like... That's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of people thought like that, and then at the same time they'll go and play Tomb Raider. Yeah, same <laughs> people that complain that Abby was buff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's cool, and also you know you know what uh what game didn't get this this treatment didn't get this little uh announcement that uh it, it hit you know uh, <laughs> oh, a milestone. Uh, uh <laughs> can, can you guys can you guys guess what what game I was talking about? Yeah, you know, because yeah. because we got we got all these announcements of like you know God of War recently hitting nineteen point five million copies, or you know Spider Man. Um, the MPD said that it's like what the third biggest uh, PlayStation Studios game in terms of revenue since nineteen ninety five, right? Um, <laughs> Uncharted Four, we got a, a a sales update I think in twenty nineteen that said it hit like sixteen million copies sold, right? Ghost of Tsushima sold uh, over eight million. Uh, we got a, that announced at CES, right? All these, so. all these various, you know, sales updates of these uh, PlayStation Studios titles. But there's, there's one specific. I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's one specific PlayStation Studios title that just had never gotten a sales update like this. You know, no tweet yeah, man, from Her- from Herman Holst. You know, uh, nothing from uh, <laughs> you know at the a blog post. Nothing like that. I, I wonder which one. Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? I don't know. No. It's gone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thought from my uh, the, I thought it's gone from my mind, and yeah, I probably like thought about gone. it days ago. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I, I think it kind of, it kind of rhyme, it rhymes with, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Lays, <laughs> Lays, uh, John. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I just John. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, I just think it's fascinating that you know, Days Gone never, never really got uh, an update like this. Never. You know. So uh wild yeah. wild stuff I know yeah. it's like they're trying to sweep it under a rug like no they didn't sell it's almost it it's sell. almost like you know the whole thing about it selling 8 million copies was I don't know like a lie maybe or not true question mark uh, yeah so, <laughs> I, I don't know man that's just me that's just oh, me but, uh, man yeah. he's causing a liar sheesh yeah man I don't know <laughs> but uh yeah it's just it's, it's interesting man um but yeah congratulations to, to Horizon it's it's awesome to see that game did as well as it did um sir yeah um i think forbidden west has a chance to do even better to be honest um yeah dude i'm so excited for that what if what if it guys what if it flops there's no no, there's no way in hell it's gonna flop ain't no way ain't no way yeah especially on two two platforms yeah come on oh yeah (laughs) i'm like jaffy come on now (laughs) you know i think i think it's absolutely gonna surpass the first game because it's, it's like with Elden Ring, they're taking everything they learned from their previous experiences and putting it into this one. And um, they know what makes it special. And they're going to hone in on that for Forbidden West. And I can't wait to see that in spades, man. It's going to be so cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
but yeah, that is uh, Forbidden West. And then also, I guess we can kind of, um, I guess pretty much uh, wrap on this, is that, uh, so obviously we know that the game, uh, their review embargo is uh, on the 14th, on Valentine's Day. Uh, and then obviously the game comes out that Friday. Uh, in in the past, whenever Sony has a review embargo, usually like this far out, it you you I, it's a safe assumption that the game that they're pretty damn confident in the game, right? Um, usually when review embargoes are like literally like the day of or like the day before, then it's like them trying to like you know kind of hide the quality of the game or something like Crossfire those. X. Oh, oh man, I, I don't even think oh. there's like a review for that game, right? Nope. Um, oh wait, oh, wait, no, yeah, no, no. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, man, watch it. You didn't have to fake having to think about it. Um, but, uh, but no, with 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 Horizon, you know, they're they're spacing out. You know, it's it's obvious they feel confident if they're having the review embargo that far out from the release. Uh, so my question is to you guys, uh, you know, the embargo lifting on Monday. What is everyone's uh, Metacritic prediction for uh, Forbidden West? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, 92. Ooh. I was gonna say 89. Yeah. See, I'm I'm first of all, <laughs> I gotta shout this out because I see people, uh, you know, work or quote tweeting, uh, you know, uh, Metacritic. You know, they they tweeted out, you know, when the embargo lifts and. We're asking people, you know, what what's everyone's predictions uh, for Forbidden West, and people were quote tweeting some obscene shit, man. They were like, uh, ninety seven. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm like, come on, guy. I, I I appreciate the optimism here, but come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, I'm I lean towards Walt here because I think uh. The first game got an 89, which I adore. Zero Dawn, I it's one of my it's probably like top three, top four, um, in the PlayStation Studios Pantheon for me personally. But man, you look at Spider Man that got an 87. You look at Ghost of Tsushima that got an 83. Like if if Zero Dawn was reviewed today, I feel like that game would probably be along the lines of like an 86 or like an 87. Um, so. Just me believing that, I feel like Forbidden West is, is gonna fall along the lines of like what Zero Dawn got rated back then. Like I think it's gonna be it's gonna be at that eighty seven eighty nine, um, range. Mm. Um, cause like yeah, the nineties man, the nineties are like, you know, it's it's reserved for like the you know the the creme de la creme. You know what I mean? I don't know if Forbidden mm. West is gonna be like that, um, but. I don't know. Then again, you know, everything that we've been seeing from this game it has been addressing all of our concerns that we had about the first game, right? You know, the combat, um, you know, exploration, my concerns with, like, uh, character interactions and things of that nature. Um, so, who, who knows? Maybe it could crack a 90. But at the same time, yeah. I, I would not be surprised if it hits, like, you know, like an 87 or 88, which is still a pretty damn good score to get, you know? Oh, yeah, especially yeah. for an open world game. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's really gonna come down to the gameplay flow of it. So, how good it feels to be rewarded with things when you know you loot things from the from the the mechs, the side quests, right? The story, the, all that all that top notch quality that we're kind of expecting from it. 
we're not expecting to obviously have like you know the best writing in the world but at least having something that's meaningful for us that we didn't really get in the first game or at least that much of and and also like why i i say that zero dawn would be reviewed lower today than it did back then is because like you look at some of the biggest critiques against tsushima and why it was like an 83 was that it felt really ubisoft um with its open world structure structure right like that was one of the biggest knocks against that game that it felt like a game made in like i don't know like 2014 or 2015 and i kind of feel like zero dawn like it didn't really get not i mean obviously you know people around the community have brought up that criticism but like the reviews back then definitely didn't um so i feel like if forbidden west if it didn't learn from those trappings that it had back in 2017 of it being a little bit too much ubisoft with its open world uh then i feel like forbidden west could definitely like it, it i feel like it was like people let that slide with the first game but if they come back and do that again with forbidden west and I, then i could see that being a real major knock against it so i hope you know in the five years you know that it's separated itself from zero dawn it's learned from that and has kind of reeled back some of that ubisoft shit um yeah i still i still feel like it's gonna get knocked some points or at least not knock knock knock, knock points but like, at least it's gonna get lesser of a positive reception um <clears throat> because it's not really experimenting with open world mechanics if it, if it is if it's not i'm not sure if it is but um i can see it you know it getting kind of like a um, critique on that if it's since it's more story focused and stuff like that rather than something like at the time where it was coming out you know breath of the wild you know but i was kind of and that was before the, starting the, that was before breath of the wild came out too right so now yeah. now i feel like open world games are like held to a higher standard because of that and yeah and i think elden ring is kind of the one that people are looking to to push that standard further not yeah. really horizon forbidden west yeah um we we haven't touched on you know the the underwater stuff that may be you know to what you're saying macho that may be a thing where they possibly could you know do something oh, yeah, right, new yeah. and fascinating there in that aspect right that's um, fair yeah yeah so maybe you know maybe they take underwater you know exploration into a direction that really pushes i don't know just exploration in general further um so that could definitely be something that is looked on favorably um but yeah man uh, Breath of the Wild is, is interesting because Zero Dawn came out in a time before, like, just before Breath of the Wild. So, like, you know, maybe maybe those criticisms that we have now of Zero Dawn, you know, weren't exactly as, you know, noticeable because it came out before Breath of the Wild. But now, you know, it, I, I feel like those criticisms are definitely going to have a, 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 a brighter light shined on them now that it's coming out in a world that you know it's post breath of the wild but it's yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting nonetheless to see what that game does um so macho you're 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 staying with your your 92 right yeah i feel yeah. like i feel like we should <laughs> i don't know what bet we can do but it would be fun to do a bet um but yeah. all right so so We'll we won't bet any we won't we won't bet anything but just you know for for fun. Mm. So Macho says ninety two. Mm. Walt, what what mm. is like your exact number? What do you say? My exact number? Yeah. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. I feel like I feel like that's a really good one. 
Um, <laughs> mm, come on, boy. Okay. Um, I know. I know. I said like eighty-seven or like you know in that range, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say ninety-one. I'm gonna say ninety-one. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I. You know, despite despite everything that that I just said, uh, I think. I don't know. I trust Gorilla. I think Gorilla is is really going to. You know, everyone keeps bringing up Uncharted Two, that jump from Uncharted One to Uncharted Two, and I I don't know. I think I think they're gonna learn. Uh, people people were pretty you know adamant about you know their criticism with the first game. Uh, at least the community was, and I think I think this team is really going to take all that to heart and and improve. I mean, again, we brought up the combat, right? That was one of the biggest complaints everyone had, and they absolutely improve that right um so things like that um and then obviously the sort of problems i had with you know side characters and things like that it seems like they improved um so yeah i i purely based off of that and the gameplay i'm i'm gonna go with a 91 so yeah yeah that's i saw i saw it i i'm confident because yeah i think the sequel comeback is like it's a thing man spider-man 2 or the mean the movie um slide 2 <laughs> slide 2 god of war 2 i mean Killzone um, 2 even Killzone 2 is without a doubt the best in that yeah. franchise you said it already uncharted 2 like infamous 2 oh my god yeah so so last of us 2 yes sir <laughs> yeah, yes sir exactly yes, sir. exactly so the, I, I really think yeah this one's gonna I think it's really I, gonna take us by surprise on how good it is, but um, yeah, I trust Gorilla. MC. I just don't trust the critics. <laughs> I, yeah, I, tr- you, I trust you, the critics. You know, yeah, no, I don't. Why? Because <laughs> you know, there's gonna be that one a hole that's like, it, well, it, just, it feels just like the first game. Everything kind of looks the same too. Like you know, you <laughs> know there's gonna grapple. be. Yeah, you know it's gonna be that one. It's gonna be like it's not that great, or, or not that great. It's, it's not. It's not good. It's not a good game. It's like a six out of ten, seven out of ten. You know it's gonna be that one. Yeah. So. Well, fuck them. Where, where, where were they fucked? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> um, Hopefully not. But no, it's it's fine. I mean, there's there's obviously you know people like ACG and like Skill Up and yeah. guys guys like that that. You know, but even but even so, like I'm still gonna be easy allies. I'm definitely gonna be checking out their review and IGN. As yeah. Well, so same for me with ACG. Just like, yeah. I mean, I love his series that he does from time to time, which is called um I think Walking the Walk, where he basically just takes a game and analyzes the entire open world, the AI, everything around it. He did it for Assassin's Creed Origins. He did it for Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I think he just did it for Dying Light too, actually, and. His analysis is just amazing, so I can't wait to actually. See. If he does one for Forbidden West, I'm gonna be all over that because yeah. um, I'm sure that Gorilla really stepped their game up in terms of a livable, breathable open world. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, my mood said uh, 87, so we 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 got him in. We got okay. him in this. <laughs> we got him in here. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's fair too. I can see actually all those scores. Honestly, I'm just I'm I'm more on definitely the uh, the the hype train for it so that's why i said yeah so that's fair um but yeah we we shall see um i'm i'm really let, let's get let's get a hype check man you guys how yeah how, how how are you guys right now one week away oh dude i'm i'm super pumped because i actually got that day off nice. <laughs> and then uh and 
I'm just really excited, man. Like it's it's. I was thinking when I saw the trailer yesterday, and I was just getting chills just hearing Aloy narrate the entire trailer from her teachings of Rost, and really just to take on this next level situation she's going on at Forbidden West. I'm still kind of blacked out on it because I I'm try I'm, that's intentional, and it's I just really can't wait to see like what they actually do with the machines like that. To me, that's not something I'm really hyped about the machines oh, okay. and like how we're gonna break those down. Man. That's 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 a something I actually, I'm I'm so glad that you brought that up because I, I've been meaning to ask you guys this: Are you guys really as um, what, what's what's the word? Are you guys really as sort of like worried or like uh about this whole thing about the being able to ride machines or fly or to have flying machines or flying mounts because people are getting like it's i don't know like this is gonna make or break the experience for them and like guys it's not that it's not that serious right and i feel like people are just setting themselves up for for disappointment when you play the game and you're not going to be able to ride these things when they have not said that you're able to ride these things you know what i mean like i don't know like people are like the reaction to like i don't know it, it just really feels like people are making this out to be like it's going to either make or break the game for them uh, I, 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 yeah, I think that's a little drastic, but I don't know, man. That cinematic trailer had a lot of nods to it. was going to be flying. What, what, they had a lot of nods to it, bro. What, what was the nod? That the, that one bird landed behind her? That, that, and no, people, people no, ran when, with it. No, when it's 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 a shot before that where it's a transition where the bird <laughs> swoops in and then she... and I backwards. swear to God, dude. <laughs> and she jumps backwards as if she was gonna jump on it, and then she lands on her feet, and then the bird comes in behind her, and it, it's what that last shot is like over like a cliff, right? So she's looking over something. I need to look at the trailer again, but I think it's I, it. Go ahead. It seemed like that was it, and like and again, <laughs> the freaking cover has a has a pterodactyl. No, no, um, now you're thing. now you're reading too and much that, into I, it, man. Come on, come on. Nah, come on. I, I, First of all, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. I always read too much into shit. But second of all, so, <laughs> if I'm right, I'm gonna rub this in your face, bro. So, so you tell, so you tell me, you tell me that the <laughs> the thunder jaw in the in the cover of the original Zero Dawn uh, was alluding to you being able to like ride that machine. Like, no, nah, that's to take. No, nah, I don't. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> come on now, that's a little ambitious. No, that that's why I didn't think anything of it in the cover. But the thing is, when I saw the cinematic trailer, I was like, oh, that's like they did. They did two nods of you might be flying in this thing. Nah. If, if they don't, I don't really care. You know, that's that's neither yeah. here or there. But um, but the fact that they did that, and I was like, ooh, they didn't actually. Okay, hold on. Now this is some, this is interesting. So I don't know. I'm gonna be. I might be looking out for it when I play the game, but I'm not gonna. Be, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's like, yeah, it's okay. It's whatever. No, people, people are. I'm, I'm more interested in the underwater stuff, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think people are reading way too much into it. Like, like people are like, oh, she, she jumped backwards. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, guys. Come hey, on. man, that, that was a transition. I swear, if I'm right on this, I'm. You're gonna have to go back to your story and do some revisions and see. <laughs> <laughs> You're foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, listen, I, I will, I will, I will happily take the L on that if if it's if it's true. Right? Yeah. But I'm look. I they have not promised. They've not said anything. They've not promised anything. I think this is another case of people just you know creating things and running with it. Um, but whoa, 
Well, what about what about <laughs> you? It's, it's a little extreme. How, how do you how do you feel about this? I didn't. I, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. I honestly didn't give much thought to it. I was like, I was like, oh, cool, flying enemies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't really. If if I can mount a flying enemy, that be I mean, verticality has to be a thing. Then don't just make me like ride it. You know, give me some incentive to it. But now, if I see you like mounting a flying machine i don't see it as like a, a like a typical traversal it, it's more so like there's a purpose like it'll be it'll be uh scripted or something um if they have it or not it's not a make it or break it for me it's a huge plus that'd be that's a huge step up from the first one where the only mount you had was only one and it was very basic just traversing through the through the ground through the jungle whatever uh I haven't really given much thought to it. It's not, it's not something I'm looking heavy, heavy forward to. But if they have it, awesome. If they don't, I'm still gonna enjoy the heck out of that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much my my thoughts on it as well. Um, <laughs> Macho's heavy, like, hey man, that that pterodactyl. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yo, man. Man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, man, I didn't. I didn't look at the Kirby trailer and saw the car and say, hey, yo, I got an idea, you know? Like, maybe the company has some other ideas, you know? I mean, like, that's, again, that's why I didn't think anything of it when I saw the cover. I was just like, all right, cool. That's that's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a badass photo. And then the trailer, right. and I was like, because there's always, like, hints of it, like, uh, you know, from what they're saying before, like, we want to include flying, but we couldn't. And they didn't really say yes or no to whether it's going to be in the sequel. So, but they said that but, in like 2017. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, man. For like, what? Like flying not being in the game? Yeah, or? yeah. They said that like years ago. Um, Wait, in in two? No, no, in no, one? no. In one, in one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, then there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I always thought that they would include <laughs> they that in the sequel. That's why. But they they specifically said that. Uh, the hard, essentially the hardware that the PS4 like they couldn't they couldn't do it on that hardware, right? And Forbidden West still being made for the PlayStation 4 would lead me to believe that's still not going to be possible on on this. Yeah, um, that's that's what I thought too for sure. Yeah, so I was like, okay, flying is a no go, but yeah, again, but, we'll but see. I mean, we'll but see. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they figured something out, but at the same time, you know, I I'm not holding my breath for it. I'm also, I'm also, yeah. <laughs> I'm also just like, not that I'm not excited for the idea, but it's just like, okay, cool. It's, it's the same thing with like writing the regular mounts. Like I used it like, I don't know, maybe like four times the entire, the entirety of Zero Dawn. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just not like, it's not the mm -hmm. most exciting thing to me, but I know that's probably just me, but. Yeah, what? if they make it exciting, then props to them. If not, then, you know, there's a lot more to look forward to. Yeah, like I, I, like I don't want it to be like goddamn like, like Ace Combat or some shit like that against <laughs> against other people riding pterodactyls or something like live I don't know. Live service, um, flying. Yeah, maybe that's one of the live service games coming out, man. Who knows? Um, but the yeah, one man. thing that could be exciting, so that Jack and Daxter screen adaptation. I have I have no opinion on this, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I honestly don't. Wait, they they said live action, right? Um, I think it's just. But it no, is like I think it's just something in the works. 
Okay. Yeah, they're screenwriting. I think they're they're just like planning it out. They're talking about it, but nothing. Yeah, like they're stuff. yeah trying to see like how they can do it and stuff like that. But if it was light adaptation, it would be god awful. Yeah, I'd, I. Oof. Oh man, um, especially with and Tom Holland as Jack. Especially Tom without, Holland and Chris Pratt. With how this uh, Uncharted movie is looking <laughs> so far, then oh man, I don't feel too com- I don't feel too comfortable. <laughs> We're in the wrong timeline. Yeah, yeah, because you know they you know if they were to like make like a Jack and Daptor, even like an anime a- animated style on Netflix or something, it would be so dumbed down. It's just it's just yeah. such a weird pick to me. Like obviously, you know, I think more Jack and Daxter anything would be cool, but like, like that story is just so like I I feel like it just doesn't lend itself to like a TV adaptation or a movie even or or whatever you know like who who honestly aside from like hardcore fans would want to see that like i i don't know like again i just don't think that story really lends itself to to like anything really yeah i mean i mean maybe it's more of my bias but um i think sly cooper is way more interesting for a show sure but then do you remember you have like different locations and everything so yeah, but do you remember the the TV uh, animated series that they were going to do? The footage they released of that? No, I don't remember. I, I erased that from my mind, so I don't remember that. Exactly. At all. I know this is this is like a new <laughs> a new regime, and, and this is PlayStation Productions now, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, no, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't get over the fact that Sly would look uncanny as hell. It, he would look jarring in, in a TV series. Yeah, um, they're all that real fur, right? Yep. And y'all, y'all wild. Yeah. Rosita. But, um, yeah, I don't know, it's... Y'all are furry, <laughs> right? What? what? Y'all are like, like Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Dexter, Sly Cooper, y'all are just Jack... furries, I don't know. What are you talking about, Jack? Jack's not a furry, man, what's going on? I don't know, man. You need to get your eyes man. checked, man. We need, For we need real, he's a... an elf, man, he's an elf. All right. Man, but what's the companion? <laughs> Uh, he was, he's a human, uh, who got turned into a... But not anymore. A, a not soul, man. What's going on? Well, now he's a furry. Um, anyway. <laughs> and, and, and he had, and he wore pants, and he, he got a girlfriend in, in those games, man. Oh, wow. So, so... <laughs> Things um, are looking up for him. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but anyway, that's, that's, that's that. <laughs> I don't really have much to, to say about that. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's going to do it for, uh, the podcast. Um, one last thing. So one last thing. Since man, that I don't want to, uh, I don't want to talk about Jack and Daxter anymore, man. No, 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 no. Get your mind out of the man. Get your mind out of the gutter. No, no, no. That's uh, just a, a quick shout out to a little, little teaser or first look we got this week. Huh, macho to a very anticipated sequel to a, to a telltale classic. The wolf is back, baby. The wolf is back. Have you guys actually played The Wolf Among Us? No. Yes, sir. You yes, have not sir. played The Wolf Among Us? Wait, so, so, do you actually play Telltale games? No. No. Whoa. I played, I played, uh, I know it's not Telltale, but I played Life is Strange 1, and that's really, like, the only game of that, of that, of that kind that I played. Decision-based, yeah. Oh man, you have to dive into Walking Dead and Ooh. Wolf Among Us and Tales from the Borderlands. Like these games are awesome, dude. Yeah, those are, hey, if those I'm being are three honest, no's in a row. No, you you being 
you oh being the shake of my head. Oh my god! Story-driven narrative. Just you, you, you look for for these stories. I really think that most likely Walking Dead would really click with you. I don't know. Yeah, but I no, I, it would. I know what yeah. happens. I saw. I I watched playthroughs of that back in like. Oh, you watched? Did you like it? Uh, I I barely remember it, but I do remember the ending. Yes, see? Then you have to play. It was cool. The ending was cool. Yeah, yeah we got four seasons of them. And there's a new collection where they made the first and second season look like the third and fourth, which looks phenomenal. Now the graphics are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but, but dude, Wolf Among Us, I think... Wolf Among Us might be my number one or two, because it's either that or Walking Dead out of, the, out of all the Telltale titles. Yeah, same. Um, uh, I'd say Borderlands is, like, the most fun. Because uh, there's Borderlands and there's a lot of wacky stuff going it's on. It's dumb, hilarious. It's really, uh, yeah. it's actually genuinely funny. Absolutely. The is only it, one I think I have played. It, or is it Borderlands funny? No, no. It's actually no. it's it's way more funny than Borderlands. Yeah. It, like it, Borderlands tries to be funny. Borderlands exactly. tries to be funny. This is actually like genuinely funny. Like they actually have some really good jokes in there. And they're like, all they around. Episodes. They sat around around a table and like came up with like Man, dialogue. I don't know. I don't know if like, I can take you guys' word for it. This is this is coming from the guy who who cries at uh, you know Goofy <laughs> Goofy getting who <laughs> wears Kingdom Hearts pajamas and <laughs> listen. Um, I mean, I had to break you guys over the cold on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Because when I when I say this is like actually really funny, like dude, like I played it last year with my fiance, and then we we're both like laughing hysterically at the stuff that's going on. So like, take 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 my word for what you will when it comes to the Kingdom Hearts stuff, right? I'll always fanboy, but I'll always be critique about it. I'll I'll still I'll still give my criticism on that series, no matter how much I love it. But when it comes to something like Telltale. Man, they they hit the nail on the head for these stories. Like I'm really surprised you have not gone into them because they're really really good stories. Especially the Wolf Among Us, where it's like this take on twisted take on fairy tales, right? Where you have Beauty and the yeah. Beast that are a married couple, but they also have marriage problems, and then you have um, what was it Snow White? She's like the mayor or something like that, or what was it? She she works uh, for City Hall, and the second one she becomes mayor, and now she's like. Uh, there's a more twist in terms to like their dynamic and methods of, of madness of how to attack crime essentially the the wolf among us is a prequel to the comics uh, fables which essentially is all these stories all these fairy tales all these characters are, are all on uh, i think it's like a new york version or, or is it it is new york uh it's like a mix between uh humans normal people what they call uh mondays or something and then you have the actual fairy tale characters and it's like it's a very twisted take on it uh bigby wolf which is the big bat wolf from the the story he's the protagonist uh in the prequel and the comics snow white is the female lead of the show and of the comics and the video games you only play as bigby though um and it's funny because bigby as an assistant or as a, as a friend or best friend in the first one uh, is one of the three pigs, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a it's a really cool take on on that whole premise of fairy tales and how they intertwine. And yeah, Beauty and the Beast are there, and Beast is like insecure and he like doesn't understand beauty. Uh, 
there's so much going on. I, I love it. It's one of my most favorite ones. There's five episodes on that. There's Bloody Mary in it. The character Bloody Mary from the yeah, urban legend. Like the, yeah, that urban legend. Like, look at Bloody Mary and, and say her name three times in the mirror. Like, she actually has a really cool uh, premise in this, in, mm-hmm. in this series. So I'm looking forward to see what they do because in Wolf Among Us 2, the trailer, they actually hinted at the Wizard of Oz. That's yeah, funny, that's, yeah funny that you, that's funny that you just mentioned her because I was just like reading up some shit about her. I was watching, I was, I finished the the tutors, uh, what like two nights ago, where mm-hmm. you know she she was like an actual queen. Um, so yeah, it's funny, it's funny that you guys just mentioned Bloody Mary because like I was literally just like watching an episode about her. So um, yeah, she yeah. she she puts the freaking fear in you and Wolf Among Us, man. <laughs> like she lives up to her myth. Which is like it's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a great it's a great show. It, a great uh, it, it's almost like a show. <laughs> I, I treat it like a TV show because it, it's just so enthralling. It, it has so many, and there's actual repercussions to a lot of your decisions. A lot of people meme on the Walking Dead series because a lot of the decisions, either way, you end up with like similar outcomes at the end. But there's some real heavy hitters in it. The story is so it's it's insane. It's intense. I cried a lot. <laughs> um, but all right, so that's gonna do it for the podcast, guys. I want to thank you guys for uh, coming through. Whether you guys came live or you were here after the fact, we we always Pause. appreciate it. Um, I'm just gonna ignore that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we we're gonna get started with these outros. Uh, Macho, why don't you why don't you kick things off for us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of um, a lot more Sifu and God, just finishing up some Thirteen Sentinels and Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky before Horizon Forbidden West next week. Um, weeb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go full weeb this whole week now, uh, and see if I get the Platinum Sifu on PS4. I'm gonna see if I dedicate more to actually finishing the games than anything. But yeah, man. Um, it's gonna be a fun weekend. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long week, that's for sure. And uh, share out the podcast. Let your friends know about it. Share it to your family, friends. Do all that jazz. Let's try to get to 80 subscribers, man. I think we're still at 79 right now. So I want to see if we hit that goal before the end of the end of the month. Yeah, sure. Um, no, I think I think that uh, that Kirby uh, mouthful mode uh, thumbnail is gonna reel in some some subscribers, man. Um, oh, that's what you did. Oh, yeah. I see the process now. Yeah, you, don't, you don't, you don't got to worry about it, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Walt, man, what about you? What's going on? Well, yeah, man, gonna be asking all week. You know, I, I gotta talk with Kirby. What that mouth do? Uh, oh, I'll be playing, be playing some more Sifu. I'm gonna try and get through the main story without paying attention to any completion. Because if not, I'll go crazy. Uh, then I'm gonna uh, go forward for that platinum. Playing more RCS, man. Can I stop playing, y'all? <laughs> I'm kind of addicted. RCS, uh, I'm really loving that Pokemon game, man. Uh, I'm same, echoing the same what I said last podcast. I'm, I'm loving the heck out of that game. Uh, aside from that, I'm, I might be picking up uh, a certain game that came out I think yesterday or the day before during the direct. Uh, it's called Getsu, Getsu Fuma Den, and it's a side scroller. Japanese ukiyo-e art-esque uh, game. Um, 
I think the premise is also like you you die a lot, but you come back stronger. You come back with like different abilities and whatnot. Uh, it's a beautiful game. If y'all haven't checked that out, Macho, I definitely recommend you checking it out. Uh, I'll text you the 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 name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Other, other than that, man, uh, Sifu, Arceus, and making way through maybe some small games to clear the backlog, so I feel better when I tackle for uh, Forbidden West. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, definitely more Dying Light 2, um, just until, until Forbidden West comes out, and then I'll probably put it down, but, man, I feel like, I, I feel like I've already, like, I don't have to, I'm not worried about, like, rushing through Dying Light 2, you know, in order to make time for Forbidden West, because I, I, I'm just having a blast, just, like, leisurely going through this, so, um, obviously when Forbidden West comes out, you know, that'll be my focus, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm having a blast with with uh dying light too um aside from that uh not too much uh, i started editing uh my book when did i do that i think maybe like a couple days ago um so yeah finally started doing that um it's overwhelming as fuck <laughs> so um because i have like i don't know goddamn like 500 pages that i need to go through like literally line by line and then i i've already like start like the first chapter i basically rewrote that entire thing so if i jesus <laughs> wow. christ yeah uh because i wrote that in like 2019 where like <laughs> where i was probably like really really bad um so yeah i rewrote that <laughs> entire thing um so yeah i'm i've i've probably edited like 26 pages so far so it's gonna take it's gonna take some it's gonna take some time man um yeah, we'll we'll get through it. Um, we'll be waiting. The audience and us will be waiting very gladly for that release. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I want my autograph book. Yeah, we, you ain't gain shit, man. <laughs> uh, uh, He's like, you gotta pay full price for that, bitch. <laughs> yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta make money somehow, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just gonna subscribe to Amazon for a dollar. That's all I'm gonna do. The best, the best deal in game. I mean, the best deal in book service. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, aside, aside from that, uh, well, I finally finished that that book that i was telling you about on the podcast at one time uh pariah the, yeah the pariah finally finished it uh so so good um you guys were talking nice, about man. sifu and and sort of this idea of like you know revenge and, and vengeance and being betrayed and you know things like that <laughs> and uh you know i told you that that you know uh this book had a lot of that and the confrontation of uh, meeting the person that the, that uh, betrayed the main character at the beginning of the book after years, like it, it, like this this character was in prison for like four years or something, and he finally breaks out and he enlists in like the the army and he goes through this entire journey. And towards the end of the book, he finally comes face to face with the the woman that basically betrayed the the entirety of his uh gang of thieves earlier in the book and it's just like it's chef's kiss man like i was on the edge of my seat during that entire confrontation it's it's, it's so good and i i imagine that's probably going to be a similar feeling to whenever the main character in sifu meets up with i don't know the person that i don't know betrayed him or something along those lines right it's that it's, it's layered it's very layered okay yeah, it's 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 that moment when you know the bride finally meets up with uh with Bill from you know from Kill Bill you know things like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, such a fantastic book. Uh, so finally finished that. 
um yeah. randomly just finished the the tutors as well um because i i watched like <laughs> i I don't, I don't know why i do this man but i i will watch um the entirety of a series and then for whatever reason the last episode i just <laughs> i leave like the last <laughs> episode and just never finish it i guess because i don't want to finish the series um but yeah i've i watched like all four seasons of the tutors maybe like two mm-hmm. years ago and then for whatever reason i i just stopped the last like 30 minutes of the final episode and just never went back to it i finally watched the entire episode uh like two nights ago and yeah chills really really good series um henry the eighth was a horrible horrible person man horrible person um got to learn about bloody mary who she actually is and she's tragic as hell really really tragic character um or just person um so yeah i finished that uh started watching uh season three of britannia uh which is uh a really really trippy show about the roman empire invading this uh i think like ireland or something like that um really really good stuff but uh yeah aside, aside from that just uh you know, continuing some shows that I'm watching, and uh, I'm gonna start reading a new book uh, trilogy as well. Um, and then, you know, starting that, and then obviously Dying Light 2, and waiting for Horizon Forbidden West. And yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, but yeah, Very nice. And quick shout out to Last Kingdom season five trailer dropping this yes. week. Yes, I didn't know. Yes, I didn't sir. know that season five was coming out so soon. Like I was just yes, scrolling sir. through. Uh, no, okay. So what's funny was that th- this is actually included in just random shows I was watching this week. But just out of the blue, I was just watching uh, Last Kingdom season one, like just because you know, just to have something on in the uh, in the background. And then, like, uh, as I was, like, on, like on it, on, on Netflix, I saw that season five coming out in on March 9th. I was like, what? Like, I, I had... Super that, soon. Yeah, that totally snuck up on me. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. That's oh, a, yeah, so that's a show worth watching. I haven't watched it. My mom, like, raves about it, but I haven't gotten to watch oh, it dude. yet. Yeah, it's really cool. It, 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 and speaking of Vengeance, it has a lot of those themes as well. A lot of legacy and destiny and uh claiming what's rightfully yours and uh it's norse and anglo-saxon warfare a lot of political intrigue it's really good it's really good yeah if you like if you like uh vikings uh that kind of stuff yeah um and game of thrones season one through four (laughs) yes i do i like him a lot um (laughs) yeah Uh, honestly you could you could watch it uh to help get you in the mood for uh for god of war ragnarok later True. Yeah. Yes. I, actually, I might I might start watching that uh, soon though, because I'm looking for a show to watch <clears throat> while while being at home for the next month. So yeah, probably do that. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, but yeah, that's that's sneaking up on us, uh, Walt. So yeah, that's exciting, yes, sir. But um, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it for me. Um, and uh, yeah, do you guys have anything else you you want to say in regards to this being our our one year of us doing this podcast? It's been it's been a pleasure. Um, Absolutely, dude. Uh, like I, I, I'm not gonna get sappy, but I, <laughs> let me get sappy. <laughs> yeah, it's um, man, I've always wanted this. I seriously, ever since I was in maybe middle of college, where I decided to really like turn my life around, I've always wanted. It was really just kind of follow that dream of having, or at least that fun hobby of having like a gaming podcast with some legit gamers that you know love to get into the wheeze of of the games that we play and why we love them and stuff like that and that's been kind of an aspiration of mine for a while so the fact that 
that I do have that. It's uh, it doesn't trust me. It doesn't fly by me. I'm taking full advantage of it while we're riding this ride, and whatever it leads to, you know, the we'll, either way, it's it's gonna be fun. It's always gonna be like a fun something fun to look back on, whenever. Where how far we get, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, the next fifty episodes because we're coming on episode fifty, man, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Literally February twenty fifth, if you know, if things go to according to plan, is our fiftieth episode. Um, I'm looking forward to another fifty. So I, I couldn't think of two better people to to do the podcast with. So yeah, 100%. I yeah, I share I share those sentiments. It's also really crazy to me, man, that like, like sure we only have uh, what seventy. We, we don't even have one hundred subs yet, but still, just just the fact that like you know us starting from zero and you know that people are even willing you know to follow us and and watch the podcast in general is still listen, yeah. something that's really cool to me. Um, so yeah, I, I look forward to, uh, to continuing to, to growing this thing out, man, and seeing what it can, Absolutely. What it can become. 100%. And I think if I, I take, I take a lot of, uh, I, I, I was, I was raised religious, but not fanatic, but I take a lot of things like, like as a sign or as the reasons to keep on doing something. And I, and I got an extra oomph when I saw Sean Layden, like the celebration and, and yeah. I was like, I, I think we're doing something right. I think we're, we're pretty, we're, we're being positive. We're, we're, and, and that's something that I really emphasize with the podcast that I'm proud. I, I can be proud of this. I can be, I can go on the street. Someone asked me, oh, so like, do you have any hobbies? And I'm like, oh yeah, I do a podcast with this, like some friends and, and they're like genuinely interested. Oh, what's the name? And you see them pull up their phone. Oh yeah, here it is. And they subscribe right there. I'm like, yeah, like I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we, we were able to build, we're building something very nice here. And we got people acknowledging that, you know, the people at Log, and we got people from LV1 and all all sorts of audiences dropping by. We had that one person that was from from like Germany. I mean, you know, there's no boundaries. It, it, we're we're going full out, and I really appreciate. And to Macho's point, no better two co-hosts than than y'all both, and just the open-mindedness that this podcast has is insane, and how we can clown on each other and be serious. Is like the best balance. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. I agree. Um, I, I just want—I don't want to say because Walt brought it up again. Yeah, Sean Layden likes our celebration. Yeah, street, I just man. dropped it like nothing, but like, yeah, Sean Layden liked the celebration yesterday, and that was pretty crazy. That was pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, I got a couple of messages after that, being like, "Yo, Sean Layden really just liked your tweet." I was like, <laughs> "I guess so." <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know it's something small because, like, you know, liking the tweet, haha. It's like you know, five minutes, five seconds of fame, but still, like, it's pretty cool to like, even get that kind of, I don't know, notice, I guess, from someone that's so synonymous with PlayStation uh, during its PS4 era. Yeah. So for sure. absolutely for sure. Um, but yeah, man, we we look forward to to keeping this thing going. Um, so yeah, with that being said, uh, we're going to end the podcast. Uh, once again, uh, if you enjoy our contact, our content, uh, consider subscribing, man. Uh, well, we definitely got more planned for you guys. Um, so yeah, 
uh, with that being said, we're going to get out of here and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, next podcast or next week in general is, is uh, Horizon Week. So it's going to be a very, very uh, fun podcast. Uh, we'll obviously be giving out our impressions of Forbidden West, our, our initial impressions, having about a day with it under our belts. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great, man. I'm really excited to see what everyone thinks about it. Um so yeah, man. And don't worry about spoilers too. We won't we won't get into spoilers. Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um so yeah, we will catch you guys next week. Peace.